Talk Brunch. Served hot. Talk Brunch live. Rick Darrow here, a.k.a. Captain Brunch. Being joined as always by the co-host, Mr. Dustin Soblo Frazier. We made it, kids. It's Mania Week. I can hardly believe it, right? <laughs> Feels like this just happened. Good Lord. Sorry that we are tardy to the party, but IRL calls. And like I've said before, we haven't missed an episode. And like, we haven't not done a weekly wrestling podcast in over nine years now, right? About nine years-ish? Yeah, yeah I think we're on year now. Yeah, so. Actually, yeah, Look. yeah, yeah. Because next year's 10. Yeah, so you know, no matter what, man, we never miss this, you know, we do it, and I wanted to get here earlier, but we couldn't, we're gonna go over the WrestleMania week schedule, which is effective immediately, this is episode 568, March 31st, officially, shout out to everybody listening on demand on Spotify, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, Podcast Addict, Player FM, Podbean, and all places popular podcasts are found, as well as our lurkers and our buddies over on Twitch, as well as everyone who's going to catch the VOD on Twitch. Remember, this is one week delay between this and the, uh, the episode that shows up later on. So if you want to watch it in real time, or if you want to watch it right after we go on the twitch.tv slash talkbrunch for the time being. And yeah, it's WrestleMania, right? Oh, crap. Can you believe this? Oh, oh this is going to be a week. This is going to be a weekend. Like, holy Jesus. Yeah, we're going to talk about some more CM Punk drama because it wouldn't be an episode without that. I think episode one we did it. I'm fucking episode five, six, eight. We're still talking CM Punk drama here. You know, we're going to talk about NXT. We're going to go over Raw, SmackDown. We're going to do some AEW stuff as well. Hear Moxley's response in regards to the CM Punk drama. And we're going to give our predictions for NXT Stand and Deliver, WrestleMania Night 1 and 2, as well as the Ring of Honor, uh, Supercard of Honor. God, there's only pay-per-views. I'm actually losing track myself of what the hell we're supposed to be doing. <laughs> I was like, is it Death Before Dishonor? Is it Supercard of Honor? <laughs> like, I just didn't know. Oh, freaking believable. Yeah, The One. That's what we're going to call it. We're going to call it The One. <laughs> Unbelievable. Let's go over the schedule a little bit. Dude, why did you tell me that Ring of Honor was on like in the afternoon? I did. It's not on in the afternoon. Kula says that it's on around 7 p.m. in the evening tomorrow night. So which one is it? I haven't seen that it's on four. Like, let me. You sure you were looking at our time zone? It's Kula specifically DM me after he listened to last week's episode and he said that it was on. See if I have his DM here. Pretty sure he said. Like 7 p.m. or something like that. Which is kind of crazy because they're going to be going head to head with SmackDown and the Hall of Fame. Because 8 o'clock tomorrow is SmackDown. Hall of Fame immediately starts at 10 p.m., right? Yeah, that's going to be really weird. So, what? So, somebody give me the fucking Ring of Honor. Yeah, I'll be damned. Yeah, 7 p.m. You know, it's a 4 p.m. Eastern. Okay, see, that's what I didn't see. Because I know they've done, like, ROH previews at 4 in the afternoon before. So. 
Yeah, I thought that would be a little bit weird, though. Usually it would be four in the afternoon on a Saturday, and it would be like a night two deal. Yeah, because usually whenever there's been an ROH event and something else on the same day, that's why they've done it at four, because then you could just roll right into the next day. But uh, yeah, they're going to be going to get head-to-head with both, actually. Yeah, Hall of Fame and SmackDown. Yeah, that's... that's uh, I mean, I prefer a pay-per-view at night anyway than during the freaking day. You know, we're nocturnal over here, so... Yeah. Day pay-per-views have always been kind of weird. Like, why are you wrestling when the sun is up? Yeah, so... This one is a little bit later, but obviously you guys know the schedule. Tomorrow we'll be in the chat room. What are we doing then? Like, what are we going to do? 7 p.m. is going to be the... uh, It's 7 p.m., right? That's going to be the Ring of Honor pay-per-view? Yes, I guess I'm I'm guessing with a 6 p.m. pre-show. Holy shit. That's interesting. We're going to have to figure this one out because there's no way to... They, I hate when they do this to each other because at 6 p.m. will be Ring of Honor officially, you could say, because they'll start one hour on YouTube. And then we have the we have the service to uh, watch the rest because that's going to be hard to get. Um, But then A to SmackDown to Hall of Fame. Well, we definitely are going to be done with Ring of Honor by Hall of Fame, I would think, but you never really know, man. You know, Tony, he might be like, run late, fuck him. You guys are going to have to tell me by the end of the evening, what do you prefer to watch along for tomorrow to be? Do you think that we should focus on the Ring of Honor side of things? Or should we focus on the WrestleMania slash Hall of Fame SmackDown side of things? Or if you have an opinion now, or how do you feel, Destin? What's your thoughts? Ooh, I would say just because it is going to, I mean, I would, I would go for the ROH. Just because, I mean, it's going to... Um, Hall of Fame, we can always catch, like, right afterwards. But, yeah, I'd say, I'd, I would definitely say Super Card of Honor. I mean, it's the first one, the first true one we've had back. So it's a, kind of a big deal, as a weekend. See, and that kind of is my dilemma with it. It's almost as if Tony is deliberately inconveniencing us. Oh, you know like, he is. You, it you is know the first he is. One back. It's not like there's been a Ring of Honor on this whole time and that just landed there. They placed that shit on WrestleMania weekend. I almost feel like my attention is more deserving of WrestleMania. I'm on the fence. Yeah, when you put it that way, it does like make a lot more sense because it's like you couldn't have done like the weekend before, the weekend after, like you had to pick and then that time slot on top of that. Yeah, and like AEW's been nothing to write home about either. But and anyway. ROH only remembers this ROH for the second hour. So Anyway, Friday around, around 7 p.m., 8 p.m. Eastern, tomorrow night, be in the chat room. You know, I guess we're going to do some sort of a watch along for something. It'll definitely be for the for the Hall of Fame. Oh, yeah. Hey, man. Hall of, Hall of Fame will not be missed. Ray Mysterio going in? Oh, no. Are they airing the entire Hall of Fame like on Peacock or are we getting one of those consolidated versions? I haven't heard yet. I'm, I'm, I, I wouldn't be surprised if they gave us one of those like shortened ones down that they usually do. I really don't want them. I like the big beefy Hall of Fames, you know? Right, like, if you will give me the Hall of Fame, give me the Hall of Fame. Like, if somebody yeah. hillbilly gems it, fuck it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's so what made it at, funny, because we didn't realize, we were like, wait a minute, how long have we been here? <laughs> let's look at our more definitive schedule for the week. You have that in the Discord here. So we have uh, the WWE Hall of Fame. 
And then we have NXT Stand and Deliver Saturday, April first, one p.m. with a noon pre-show. So I'm just I'm not going to count the pre-show anymore. I'm just going to count the whole thing. So tomorrow, NXT Stand and the, I mean I'm sorry, Saturday, NXT Stand and Deliver at noon Eastern time is when our watch along begins. WrestleMania 39 Night One, the same day, will be later on Saturday, seven p.m. Eastern time. So I would think that NXT's pay-per-view is going to end around 5, 5-ish, 5.30-ish. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking, like 4 or 5, I can see. You're going to have an hour and a half to two hours of a break before we come back for WrestleMania Night 2. I'm sorry, for WrestleMania Night 1, Wrestling Night (laughs) 2. See, this one's a doozy this year. I don't know if I'm going to keep the stream on between the NXT stand and deliver and the WrestleMania 39 Night 1. If we do, we'll maybe play some wrestling-related stuff because, hey, it's, uh, it's in the theme of things. We'll have to see. And then finally, finally, Sunday, WrestleMania 39 Night 2, April 2nd, 7 p.m. is when our watch-along is going to begin. And as a difference, you're probably going to hear this episode not on a, se- on a seven-day delay for everyone on the podcast because, because it's WrestleMania week. I want to just push as much stuff out as possible. Uh, so that everybody knows where we are and what we're doing. So, yeah, looking forward to it. We have a lot to talk. Tonight, we're going to go over the predictions of every single one of those. All of those. All four pay-per-views. I can't believe we're going to go over predictions. I count the rest of them. I'm sorry, oh. but they, they're trying to count that shit as WrestleMania. That's two pay-per-views. You know what I mean? It, it starts twice. And it's it has a main right. event. It has a main event twice. And it's on I'm going to have to hear them days. talk on the kickoff twice. You know, night one, night two. If we're watching, we're covering four pay per views tonight. We're gonna go over the predictions for all four. Oh man, you know, I look every now and then, man, in this meme of mine, and I find more and more white hairs, and I think that it has a lot to do with the things happening here. <laughs> and now white, they're just platinum. There's a difference. <laughs> All right, let's get into some stories. Why not, right? So, Taya Valkyrie, as you know, debuted in uh, Impact, right? Recently. In AEW. I mean, she, she, she debuted in AEW, but she came from Impact. They wrote her out, and the way they did it, I'm just going to show you. It shows that she oh, was God. taken, it says that she was taken to the undead realm. Oh no! There's not even—I don't think there's even audio to this. This was literally a gift somebody posted of what happened recently. I looked for video; I didn't find any. But yeah, apparently, so that's how they got rid of Ty, Ty of Valkyrie. But what, what I find puzzling is not less. Obviously, there's a lot I find puzzling. But <laughs> Impact acknowledges, like, AEW. You know what I mean? Like, their guys come back and forth all the time. They didn't need to kill her off. That made more sense when, like, uh, didn't somebody else die? What's her name? Uh, the other girl. Allie. The, Allie, before she became the bunny. She died. And at the time, they weren't associated, so it made more sense. But since they go back and forth, why would you need to kill her off? That's actually weird, because she's not dead in AEW. Yo, I'm gonna need time like what happens to when not other... go back to Impact ever because every time they write her off, it's the weirdest shit. Like, yeah, but don't kill her. Like, what happens? Don't kill her. 
Like the last <laughs> time when she went to NXT, they killed her off by saying she shot the guy at Rosemary's wedding. You just don't kill her. Like, what? <laughs> you guys have crossovers. Loser leaves town. Something. What is the undead realm? What does that mean? It's basically when you take care of That's that place right? that Rosemary's from. Which is weird because her, Rosemary, and yes, that is Jessica Havoc. They were a team. Well, apparently the undead realm was straight through the Bucks locker room. <laughs> you know? That's where the other side is. Like, that'd be great. Imagine if, you know, that I think you're right. Because that's what happened to fucking Ali. You're right. I think that literally, is that the joke? Like, people who get put in the undead realm oh wind up in God. AEW? Because Ali got killed and Depending off. on where you leave from, it's a different person's locker room. And then... <laughs> Oh my god, I want this now. <laughs> Incredible. I hate the way she runs away when she when she go when the closet when the casket closes though. Yeah, she's not nearly <laughs> scared enough, right? Like she should be more scared. She should run faster. Like I know you big, but damn bitch, like she ran like she was carrying <laughs> like, yo, like she ran like she was carrying luggage. I don't believe that. She yo, ran like her socks were wet. Yo, we got to make a pact right here, right now. If any of us ever run like that, kill the other. You oh, know, I'm going to tell you something right now. Anybody around me, they run like that. You're going to be the one getting tripped. I'm going to tell you that now. No, no, I mean, literally, put me down. Put me down. It'll be like with Triple H. It'll be like with Triple H and Undertaker. Remember, the, the, Triple H and Undertaker had that pact that one would one would come put the other one down when 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 they didn't realize. Remember, they did that promo when we went. Look when at the flowers. You know, when your time was up, I'd always promised you that I'd be there to do it for you. Remember, he said something like that to Taker. I remember. Dude. Yeah, well, that's what this is. When someone runs like that, it's their time, man. You guys to <laughs> go. Like you're not getting away from any undead shit at that point, anyway. You're just going. I don't to know like how a, you go go, but you guys to go. You're going to be a burden to society, or what's left of society. That was really disturbing. Oh What's weird is that, <sighs> like, this was attached to, like, I guess a tweet from her or Instagram. I don't know what it was exactly. But that makes it even stranger because I got to put it back up on the screen now because you're watching this. <laughs> you're on Twitter and you're watching this anime over and over. And the bottom says, well, what can I say to the men and women of Impact Wrestling? You've been such an enormous part of my life for the last six years. You've <laughs> you've all had such a huge part in picking me up when I'm down, being my biggest cheerleaders and truly proving that sometimes family is chosen. I love each and every one of you. Thank you for welcoming me back. Thank you for helping me rediscover myself when I was truly broken and allowing me to just be me. Death, do- death what? Death dollies? Death, death dolls. dolls. That was uh, her Rosemary and Havoc's team. Why did she spell dolls with one I? Anyway. But that's how they spelled it. Is that really how they spelled it? I think so. I, I, I vaguely remember them spelling it weird. Doyles? Death Doyles? I'm gonna, say it, I'm gonna say it how it is. You can't just replace an L with an I because you want to spell it differently. <laughs> then you may, that's what we call meaning, may saying a different word. Oh my god! Now death I need. Doyles. Oh my god! Now I need Rosemary and Jessica Havoc to get signed, just so we can go Death Doyle to all elite. Our bond is one that can never be broken. The last year with you two has been a highlight of my career, and I owe you both the world. It's not goodbye. It's just see you all down the road, Kira. It's just so funny that she put that with the fucking storyline where she gets taken into the undead realm. Oh my god. Whoa. Wrestling, man. 
It's just, did you ever imagine that this is where they would be, any of this is? <laughs> like, I sure as hell didn't. Them your people, George. That's all I'm saying. Them your yeah, people. George is missing the impact segment. It's our fault. We never announced when we're going to come on here. You know, he always misses it, too. That's what's funny. People. I should do he that. Should... Like 10 minutes. He goes up in like another 10 minutes. Watch. I should do that, man. I'm never one of those people that goes, hey, guys. Like, I don't tell anybody anything. I just like, ah, click. This is the rest of the <laughs> I mean, we put the tweet out, obviously, but it's like there's no warning to that. Like, we hadn't collaborated before this moment. That's just when we're free. I still do it like sort of like a tape show. Let's stay on impact for a little bit. Let's stay on impact for a little bit here because apparently their world title was vacated. Yeah, um, Josh Alexander got injured. I believe it's a torn bicep. Wow. Which sucked because he was like on the verge of being their longest reigning champion. Who's their longest reigning champion hey. instead? Uh, Bobby Roode uh, still has the record. <laughs> I remember that run. Yeah, he was like <laughs> he was almost there. He'd beaten everybody else's record. I remember that run. That was an amazing run. Look at how amazing it is that it lasted all this time. I can't believe it was still that rude. Right. And then when he lost, he was like, it was I, a fluke. That's one thing I'll give impact. When, when somebody sets a record, those records last forever. Good Lord. He's a good worker. I just don't like the look. Like, why does he have to wear the headgear? It doesn't make him really look badass. And especially when it's like his head's not what got damaged. Good thing he was wearing that headgear. <laughs> it's, it, with somebody, when you see him wrestle, it kind of makes sense. Like, he gets to protect his ears. But, yeah. Yeah, so they're going to crown him. I, like I do like that he wears that old school mouth guard. Like, the big, beefy ones. Yeah, that's cool. So there's going to be a new champion to be crowned April 16th at the Rebellion pay-per-view. Oh, that sucks for him. That was it was wonderful. So when was sacrifice? Sacrifice, I think it was like a couple of weeks ago. Hold on a minute. You know, you know how it is nowadays. Impact pay-per-views just pass. Like nobody knows when they happen. I think it was like about a week ago, yeah, I guess. Man, sometimes I forget Impact's even there. You too. Yeah. I mean, but then again, when people get written off in the undead realm, you kind of want to at that point. I suppose. <laughs> now that I think about it, is Tyler the first person to get the get the Impact drop twice? Oh, I don't know. Oh, is she? Yeah, that's true. I didn't. I didn't yeah, because yeah, because she left and, and went to NXT. Yeah, did and then I give she it to left, her? And she came back. Oh yeah, look at that. Does she get that now? Does she? No, I guess yeah. Ty, Ty Valkyrie, you are free from Impact Wrestling again. You don't get three. So. <laughs> oh shit. See, what you got to do is you got to have a spooky version when they get written off through the undead realm. <laughs> Since that's a thing now. I mean, that is the spooky one, even when you really think about it. <laughs> you know, there's a story in here. I'm just going to go right ahead and just say it. Oh, God. And get it all on the board. 
apparently, and I watched this off air. I had to. I don't really like to get a normal reaction before I come on here. Not really, no. But this indie <sighs> match happens in XPW. Oh, no. It's that. Oh, God. Yo, all I'm saying is anybody who ever calls GCW garbage, just remember this happened in XPW. So you already know about this? Yes. Yeah, so what Here's what's so messed up. A, a tab in the backstory. The only reason I know about it is because I was scrolling social media and all I saw was a comment that said, if you've heard about what happened in XPW, you know. If you don't, don't look for it. <laughs> and curiosity killed the fucking cat. <laughs> I can't even show it on here. Like I can't That's, even show. Oh, it on dude, here. it's so bad. It's I'm not. So there's no way. I can, <laughs> anyway, I saw it. So I'm going to describe what happened. So basically, one wrestler stabbed the other one in the dick with a with a with a, a needle. And I was like, so I'm watching the spot because it's really quick. And like my first reaction, because it looks like any other spot, it looks no different than when somebody gets stabbed with like a freaking nail or something, or when someone gets hit with like a foreign object. It was at that angle where you're looking at the person, like basically hard camera and they're on like the front so you basically just see them grab between their legs and hunch over you're looking like the, the back of them you're basically seeing his ass it looks like the guy himself like ah and then it just superimposed like zoomed in like on this guy's dick like with the needle sticking out of it it was just like a straight it up zoom you understand this was not dick. A i was like whoa why did you ah oh. like that is like why why did what like, you there's know. no clean way i could show this I'm gonna I'm gonna review there's, it because the Tron's always on behind the thing. I'm gonna just take a quick look just to make sure that there's no possible way I could even give you anything. <laughs> yeah, there's just no way. There's no way. There's no way. But yo, there's nothing that I they can know do to they be able to show that. There's no fucking right. way. And it's like when I say it was a needle, like I'm talking like the kind of needle, like a, a, a surgical needle, is then hanging off of this man's member. That motherfucker looked like he was going to get his shots. Like he, what the hell? Like... XPW. <sighs> like there what? Aren't, there aren't many things that I banned from us covering on this channel, but XPW. Chip, you know what? You just made the list. Oh no! Oh, here we go. <laughs> I don't even want to link it. Don't. <laughs> Quest, you walked into the company that will not be named. Yeah, an indie wrestler stabbed another indie wrestler in the dick with a surgical needle, and then they showed a big zoom in. That's the quick guy on Twitter. It. If you're brave enough, you go on ahead, but That's I don't the recommend why, it. Why wrestling gets stereotyped. I'm not even sharing that now. You don't get our plugs. No. At what point, like, we always talk about, like, when there's, like, the garbage wrestling, like, you see, like, the CZWs and the GCWs and stuff. This is, like, I can't even, like, fathom how low you have to be to where this is, like, yeah, I'm going to make it after this. Like, what? Tell me about it. I mean, that's about as low as you'd have to be. 
And I've seen some of just the most random trash brawls I can imagine, and even they look at it like, what are you doing? That is not cool, man. I thought it was a work until they zoomed in. It was like, ah, I didn't need that. And who would do that for wrestling? You have to think about the people. I don't give a fuck how much of a shock person you are. Like, who would do that for wrestling? Like, really? You're going to jeopardize Who's your... pitching that spot? That's what I want to know. Yeah, like, <laughs> whose idea is that, you know? Because it's like, there's two steps to that. that man? Somebody has to pitch the spot, and said person has to agree to the spot. Too many people like, aren't what? using their genitals properly in today's society. You notice that? Probably because they probably because they can't use it the proper way. Like half the fucking wrestling real, fans though. aren't if, getting laid, <laughs> and I feel like if you're not getting laid at least on a twenty-four to forty-eight hour basis, like you know, at that point, like existence quality goes down and diminishes greatly. But that being said, like there's just too many people who are like, well, I'm not going to use this for nothing. You know, <laughs> like wait, come bro, on, like, like 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 let's just be upfront here. If you okay getting stabbed in the in the dick, you ain't fucking. we shouldn't even have to have this conversation i hate current times (laughs) we shouldn't have to have a discussion about whether or not how comfortable we'd be about someone stabbing our dicks you'll understand i didn't think there was a chance in hell this story was gonna make it on tonight it didn't really make it on it was there but i didn't get to share the thing i didn't have like i just it's it's, it's somewhat (laughs) fucking that's just i can't believe when i came across it like what? <laughs> That's not even wrestling at that point. Which I, I shouldn't even have to say that. Would you ever think that you, when you made the show and we had this whole thing put together, we were gonna one day be like, "Hey, you know, stabbing each other in the dicks isn't wrestling." I started listening to this show in 2015, <laughs> and I think I made my first appearance on here in 2016. I didn't see this coming. Fucking ridiculous, man. No, King Quest, because he wouldn't let somebody stab her in the stab him in the dick. Zio, what's going on, man? Thanks for the raid and happy birthday, buddy! It's Zio's birthday. Yeah, happy birthday, man! Yeah, I wanted to get on here early so that I could come hang out, and I that never works out with this show. Oh. Hope you hope you enjoyed yourself. You came in at a wonderful part. You know, we're talking about people stabbing <laughs> each other in the dicks as wrestling, and why we don't approve of it. You know, just never thought that I'd have to literally take that stance, you know? Never thought that we'd live in a world where you have to say, it's kind of like, this is with the Tide Pod swallowing thing, you know? It's one of those things where it's just like, you never thought that you would have to tell people that you don't approve of their behavior at this level. I don't think you should swallow Tide Pods. I don't think you should stab yourself in the dick during wrestling. I don't think any of these things. Like, why do we need these disclaimers? Like Tide Pods, swallowing, putting Vaseline on your ass and lighting it on fire, stabbing yourself with a dick. With, like, these things just should not be told. Don't oh do that. Oh, my God. <laughs> I should have put this, like, on one of the later hours of this show. You know? Like, we normally Damn. don't bring up any, any kind of dick news until, like, hour two or three. <laughs> like, we're just getting warmed up. I just I saw it there. And oh, Zio, you never like, do the Vaseline ah. thing? Holy shit, dude. It was a thing. I swear to God. <sighs> so I don't normally bring up the PGA golf games, the PGA tours. Do you play PGA <laughs> golf games at all? I've played a couple. 
they're like more chill games. Like, like if I don't feel like trying that hard, I just want to relax. Like they're like they're like they're that category for me. Did you hear the? I don't news? like that silence. <laughs> did you hear? Did you hear the news about the golf game? No, <laughs> there's news about a golf game. Oh god. Yeah, you're not even going to believe it. I had to make sure. I actually took extra time and was extra late to just confirm this. But there's one person who's a selectable character in the golf game, in the freaking PGA golf game. And his name is John (laughs) Cena! What the fuck? (laughs) I don't know. You know what's the worst part about this? What makes this shot so funny to me? They had to shrink him down because you can't have Buff Cena playing golf. <laughs> they shrunk down Cena. They had to make him look like a normal size. It says, it says here, in a, in a collaboration that no one saw coming, John Cena will be available April 7th as a playable golfer in PJ Tour 2K23, the highest rated golf simulator of 2022, according to Metacritic, the 16-time world champion, Hollywood icon, Record-setting philanthropist and WWE 2K23 cover star joins the likes of Michael Jordan and Steve Curry as one of a select few personalities to be featured in multiple 2K franchises. Cena will take on a roster of the greatest golfers on the planet, including Tiger Woods, Matthew Fitzpatrick, Tony Finau, Lexi Thompson, Xander Scofalo, I hope I probably butchered that one, Colin Murakawa, and more. In the game, Bleacher Report called the best playing golf game in years and a downright blast. Part of me really wishes it was Super Cena from the game. Has Cena ever played golf? I don't know. It wouldn't surprise me. Oh, wow. Like, this it would goes not on. Shock me I didn't realize this is pages of this. The man who will never give up steps up to the tee box pay- packing long driving muscle. But how will he fare on the fairways and greens where precision and skill outweigh power? Decked out in a familiar red, white and blue attire, Cena takes on an entirely new challenge among the top PGA Tour players on several of the most challenging courses. Players can also step into Cena's shoes to take on friends locally or online with cross-play support. Additional new content, including playable pro Nelly Corda, Spyglass Hill Golf Course, Pinehurst Number Two, Eastside Golf Gear, Barstool Sports Four Play Podcast, Playable Golfers. Really, they put people from another podcast as playable golfers, and more will be coming soon. Remember, we played a a beat 'em up game. There was all there was the four people you could be were all another podcast. I think so. We have that on our YouTube still. I forgot what the hell it was called. 99 something, but whatever, that thing. And it was just another oh, yeah, 99 Vita. Quest says the last golf game that he played was uh, Tiger Woods PGA Tour. Yeah, this is pretty much that. It's just that they had to put somebody on the cover who's not fucking everybody. <laughs> PGA Tour 2K23 will be free to play on Xbox platform from 9 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, Thursday, April 6th to 11 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, Sunday, April 9th, and on Steam from 10 a.m. Pacific to Thursday, April 6th. So, I guess they're letting people play this for whatever. Everybody gets to play golf at Cena. And they basically are going to also be giving 67% off of the Standard Edition, 50% off of the Tiger Woods. They have a Tiger Woods Edition. Look at that. You just have to pay more for it. 
If you want your cover guy to be to, to be someone who sleeps with women, that's going to cost you extra. 65% off of the standard <laughs> edition and NBA 2K23 Digital Deluxe Bundle for both PlayStation 4 and PlayStation 5 from 12 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, Wednesday, March 19th. I mean, March 29th through 11.59 Pacific, Wednesday, April 12th. It'll also be available at 60% off on Xbox One and Series XS from 12 a.m. Pacific, Tuesday, March 28th through 11.59 p.m. Pacific, April 3rd. None of you are going to buy this fucking golf game. I don't know why I bothered to read you that much information about when you can pre-order it. Actually, you know what? I'm going to eat my words. I just realized I'm going to eat my words. Willie plays all the golf games and actually goes golfing. I'm such an asshole. Is that amazing? <laughs> oh, well, we got one. <laughs> there you go. Tell me how John Cena is, Willie. <laughs> I was thinking in my head, I was about to go, no one in this community plays that shit. And I was just like, oh shit, that's right. I'm pretty, Willie probably plays this. He realized Willie plays shoot golf. He might, I don't know he likes real golf. Maybe he likes real golf so he doesn't care about this. It's like people who rob banks. How often do they really play GTA games? Right? It's <laughs> an interesting correlation, but all right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. You know gotta, okay. <laughs> Oh, what a weird freaking news. It was like, this is a very strange time to be a wrestling fan. <laughs> to say the Right least. before Mania, too, ain't that a bitch? Right before Mania. Again, reminder, guys, we got, uh, we're doing four pay-per-view predictions tonight. This is going to be an all-nighter. This is like a nocturnal, probably into sunrise show. It couldn't be helped. But we got pay-per-views every single day of the week. We're going to be doing predictions for all of them. But to get that out of the way, first, we're going to have to run over some of the weeklies, which we're going to get into right now because SmackDown episode 1231 came to us from Las Vegas, Nevada. Man, I wish I was there, not for the wrestling, but for the women. MGM Grand Garden Arena. TMI. Fight capital of the world. (laughs) Oops, wait, wait, we got that. Give me a sec. I think I only get it, but I get an echo on my side for this. Let me fix this. Well, there is the causing a slight distraction of Cody Rhodes early on, and there's the running knee. Yeah, to kick things off, we had Imperium's Ludwig Kaiser versus the winner. Rhodes. Good old Cody. What were your thoughts on this match? I forgot how good Ludwig is because we don't see him in the ring too often. No, we really don't. He's looking really solid. Dude looks incredible in like his shape. Yeah. I do like to like Cody staying active, like even up till WrestleMania. Like, he's not just doing yeah. nothing but promos. And I'm glad that Kaiser's his regular self, not that weird guy who was getting punished by Gunther all the time. Remember they had this weird angle where it's like he was like Gunther to pick on him? It was like why is this? this yeah, he would lose and then get chopped. Yeah, so they did better. Cody's looking really good in the ring, man. Like, Cody hasn't missed a beat. I've said, but then you remember, I've been a Cody Rhodes fan since the early, early days when people thought I was crazy. Like, back in the early games, I was making him my world champion. Like, I love how all the people, I, I love how there's still the marks out there. It's still like, man, Stardust, they win the title. Motherfucker, I don't see Stardust. No, not at all. <laughs> how old, how young like, do they have to be for a Stardust reference, right? I'm telling you, like, Nobody remembers Stardust. If you think if you're thinking of Stardust, you're either bitter they left AEW or you have way too much time on your hands. Yeah. Cody Carter's looking good. I like the springboard cutter that he has. That's one new thing that he brought to the table from his time in AEW. Yeah, both versions of it. Well, the wise man 
of the bloodline and going to be the one to deliver that apology to you. Ladies and gentlemen, winner, challenger, Cody Rose! A giant pothole in front of him. Monday night on Raw, when you go one solo. All roads lead to Roman Reigns. Next Friday, to see you face to face. Is that what we're doing, Mr. Heyman? Another thing you did, interrupted them while they were singing the song. Like I said last week, you're not ready. Burn. Rookie. Your boy Roman Reigns, he is not ready either. Charlotte's here, live. And no one cares now. We'll get to the Charlotte stuff. <laughs> it doesn't catch it in the highlights, but during the actual SmackDown, Charlotte got a lot of heat with the, the fans turned on her. They were booing her. They were wanting her. She she literally stops in the middle of the promo and gets angry at them, and she starts you know she starts getting pissed. Like the fans, Charlotte does not get along with the fans, man. They don't like face Charlotte. Yeah, I guess not. They were like, all right, phase is over. Back to booing. We are just eight days away from WrestleMania. Fourteen-time world champion, and I can tell you that was not built on fear insecurities or nepotism here ripley i don't fear you damn right i have insecurities lastly nepotism that's right vegas i love my dad better learn to love it because yeah they, she was wooing they were wooing a lot when she did that that's what she said out of nowhere i love my dad they wouldn't let her do the promo and they were just all wooing furiously after they stopped wanting like oh, after she after she said "want me all you want," everyone just started wooing. So then that's why her response. <laughs> in case you're wondering why I don't know where she's like, "I love my dad." <laughs> it was just so crazy, dude, that they acted like that toward the baby face of the feud. Right, I have insecurities. Lastly, nepotism. That's right, Vegas. I love my dad. See, the way they cut that, I'm sitting there like, "What does nepotism have to do with loving your dad?" So is Charlotte Flair. Because she didn't even get to finish. They just kept fucking wooing, you know? <laughs> they were just wooing and wanting her. It's so fucked up, man. Rey Mysterio versus LA Knight. Yeah! yeah. <laughs> oh my god, that gimmick is gonna be gold forever, I swear. Yo, I'm really happy that it's 2023. I never really thought about it. I'm happy it's 2023 and Rey Mysterio's still wrestling, man. We're fucking lucky. It's still going, too. Like, it's... Good old Dominic coming to be a pain in the ass. Go to your room. Yeah, get out of here, Dom. Nobody needs you out here. Well, he made him eat all of that boot. <laughs> it was boot like, it's time. crazy that it's 2023, and not only Ray Mysterio still here, he ain't slowed down much. Maybe adjusted, but that's about it. 
Get out of dad mode, Cole. Off the second rope, springboard, cross body. The win, night at two. Oh, and a reverse that time by Mysterio. Gonna dial oh, this was good. This was a great match, though. Yeah, it's really, really solid. Of course, Dom with shenanigans. Dom's being a bastard. And he hits him finally. He gets the pop for it too. Everybody's been wanting him to get hit. <laughs> you don't disrespect your mother like that. You wanted a fight at WrestleMania? You're on. Wow, the way that whole scene broke out between them, that should bring me back to the days of those grocery stores, man. Oh, oh my god. Now look at right now. This, this is gonna be one of them Walmart changing room ass weapons. The only difference is there'll be cameras this time. <laughs> Lacey Evans, she kept the gimmick. She's holding on to it tight. Hold on to hold on to that tire than they're holding on to a push. Natalia and Shotzi against Lacey and Zia Lee. We should call them the abysmal yeah, gimmicks. I, I don't think it'll be Lacey or Zia Lee. <laughs> I can give I'm like 99.99% positive. Like I said, we should call them the abysmal gimmicks. Hey, don't you gotta have a gimmick to be a bit? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah. Well, call them the invisible gimmicks. Poor Lacey, because she is really solid, like, man. Like freaking Lacey just like dressed crap. up in army shit and Zia Lee just Zia Lee's. Yeah. And they like Shotzi because she stands out, so of course they're going to keep her there. But but Lacey, they missed the bus with man. She, could, she was doing excellent shit in her original run. And the woman's right should yeah. be a fucking finisher, not a signature. When they cared about her, it was. That's how put it. Lee tap into bullies one day at a time. Look at all the history in the ring right now, huh? Broken hand, broken nose. I got a question for you. How many times have we sold out this exact arena? Not enough. We've already given Vegas more than they deserve. We got added to the match at WrestleMania. Schindler in the fourth team. Who's going to head to WrestleMania? We've all seen it, Quest. You've seen a family arguing. You don't talk to your mother like that when you've been to the grocery store. That's what she brought me back to. Oh, my like, God. Wow. You got to act like you're not there but still watch? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you literally painted the, the seats. <laughs> you got to hide behind shit but listen to me. Oh, my God. Anyway. <laughs> Imagine that friend, friend that you brought to his first training session in this business. What a backstabbing. Imagine shutting up for a second. Last week, minding everybody why we're the most physical. We beat the hell out of each other. We should have been laughing about it. That's what we did old times, but now you're so freaking sensitive. And I know I can beat Gunther. You can't. 
I need three signatures on this contract. So how about we get two of them taken care of right now? Yeah, all Pierce cares about is the signatures. We'll don't do it in front of the camera next time on freaking Fox. That way no one shows their ass <laughs> when they're out here. Do it behind the scene before the show starts. <laughs> Gunther had to toss that chair to show he's better than it. I want you to justify why I'm in a match. But I still lose my title. Justify it. Justify it, I said. He could justify it. You interfered in the last match when he tried to have a match to settle who was going to face you. You came and fucked them all up. Tell him, Pierce. Because there was a tie in the match before that. That kills me. Go back. That motherfucker almost cleared the table. <laughs> We That's crazy. Yo, he that table's not light. Okay. Not only that, but you know, that's a dangerous spot, man. You could have hit somebody in the crowd if that was a little off. Holy shit. Hey man, front row seats come with a dang with a warrant. And they decided to give us a Christmas present because it's Butch and Walter again. Yeah, but it was SmackDown Butch and Walter. You know? It wasn't NXT. Like this this had limited amount of time for Whatever allotment of spots they had, they had to get their shit in, as they say in the business, you know? Well, yeah. I would have saved this for some sort of a bigger match. But right now they're focusing on Sheamus and Drew for whatever reason, which they shouldn't be. I really would have liked to see some a lot more stuff like this. That being said, because it is SmackDown and because it's more of a wrestling-centric show than Raw, you did get your fill, you know? Yeah, they gave you a lot better than you would usually get. Like, mm -hmm. Yeah, the guys are very talented. And it's crazy to think all these years... The roles are reversed, because remember the first time they fought each other, Walter was the one who ended Pete Dunne's record-setting UK title reign at the time. Uh-huh. So it's crazy to see them come back together after all these years. Yeah, man, that, that's that elevation right there. And, I mean, it's kind of crazy. You're thinking about it, You're looking at two of the only four NXT UK champions in history. Kevin Owen show. Look at that. Also, Andre the Giant Battle Royal. It's it's because it's a WrestleMania SmackDown, not a regular SmackDown. These are all the people who did not make it to WrestleMania. And will not be getting and a yes, WrestleMania. That is Bobby paycheck. Lashley in the front. That is Bobby Lashley in the front. I figure since we're here, it's a good time to talk about this. Right? Yeah. So, couple of things. The first thing is obviously Bray Wyatt. I guess they're not even mentioning him. Bray Wyatt's going through more mental health issues or health issues or issues. I'm so sick of issues. But Bray Wyatt is once again, I guess he's not going to be there. It's an undisclosed reason, as always. Which we once again got to eat. But don't worry. I'm sure he'll show up mysteriously in the future. We'll just have to deal with ominous fucking drawings and paintings and screen flashes and static and noise and puppets appearing in the background for another four or five fucking months. And then wonder what form he's going to emerge at before fizzling out like a fucking dirty wet match. So now poor. Or uh -huh. we could just enjoy what we got here and forget like it act like it never happened. 
No, I'm not going to act like it ever happened because the sooner we forget, the sooner we'll come back with another braid that doesn't work. <laughs> you know? Poor Bobby Lashley relegated to WrestleMania SmackDown tomorrow night because Bray, whatever's going on with him, I don't know if it's not his fault, you know? My sympathies, but at the same time, there's always, I'm always disappointed. I'd rather just not have something than to have it and be disappointed. You know? That's just where yeah, I am with this shit. Do that. But, but there is one really important piece of information in this in this picture. What's that? In the top right corner, it is your weekly sighting of DJ of DJ Zima Ion. I don't even see. Well, her. top left, I mean. Oh, there he is. Yeah, good old Z. DJ Z might be the one who wins the Andre the Giant Battle Royal. I love how it's like a little game at this point. <laughs> He's gonna be the one that wins the fucking thing. Who else do we got here? We're <laughs> gonna make some our... shit. I kind of want it now, just so I can be like, "That's the weekly signing. He won." Willie said, "Both Dallas. What's up, Willie? Willie, you're gonna get Cena in a golf game, dude. Yeah, we talked about it earlier. Catch it yeah. on the You play golf, right? John Cena is one of the selectable characters now. Isn't that amazing? He's in like two, in two early two... April. I want to say. I think they said the seventh. He's in two two K twenty threes now. He's he can give us an invisible scene, though, some kind of sad. Yeah, Bo, leave. <laughs> so, we're going to do this prediction. We have four pay-per-views to do predictions to tonight, but we're going to do this one right now because this doesn't even count as a pay-per-view. Who do you see winning the Andre the Giant Battle Royal? It'll probably be Lashley. Actually, you know what? If it's not Lashley, I'm going to go out and say it might be a Bronson Reed. You think so? The prediction. I mean, this this particular this particular battle royale does have does tend to do well for big men. The prediction they, they, that they I kinda, saw. What I do like is that they kind of go against the formula. Like big men usually don't do well in battle royales, but this one has a history of big guys winning. Yeah, the prediction I heard had Bronson Reed winning, and I guess somehow L.A. Knight and Bobby Lashley getting into something during the battle. Or I guess one costing the other one, and that becoming a match for WrestleMania. I don't know if they put a match on that that late in the game but it could be a kickoff match but i hope so because poor bobby lashley got screwed or maybe bray's gotten better or they resolved whatever and something will happen during the battle royal i'm just being optimistic i don't think it will but you know where where you know they'll do something to follow the storyline up i I really don't know man but i would have thought la knight if not for the potential for la knight to get into a feud with bobby lashley going into wrestlemania which is still not good to have to do something so last minute bronson reed does make a lot of sense but so does LA Knight. Yeah, I think it's going to be one of those three for sure. Hmm. Because they're the three that I could see benefiting from. Because imagine the LA Knight promos you get if he's standing next to Andre Torvey. Yeah. Like, I, I, <laughs> I, I, I just want to just like. If I'm WWE, I'm doing it just for that one promo where he's cutting a promo on the trophy. Dummy, yeah, just just once, just. <laughs> yeah, because there's nobody else here that's gonna really get it. Like I'm looking at that whole top row, and there's not a chance. I'm looking at that whole middle row, and there's not a chance. Like the bottom row has the only people that could potentially win this. Yeah, isn't it funny that only the people in the bottom would make sense? And I guess Santos Escobar. Right. Yes. I mean, Corbin, Corbin's won it before, so that makes him by default kind of a favorite. Well, it'll be Actually, yeah, Corbin and Madcap, there's two winners on the bottom row. 
Yeah, so it doesn't even emphasize big guys because Madcap isn't exactly big. Let's see what happens, yeah. though. Welcome to the Kevin Owens show, Sammy Zayn! It was an incredible moment last week. Kevin Owens and Sammy Zayn. It's so nice to see Sammy Zayn coming into the ring like a regular decent human being and not coming through the crowd wearing a cap break. <laughs> but you know, they still wear the hoodies, though. <laughs> my guest i gave you the big introduction just like you wanted right i did not want no, my own okay. pop. they love you it's all good can we talk about wrestlemania for a minute gotta take down roman reigns you gotta take down the usos we gotta take down the bloodline you're right I, and I, I it's not lost on me i do realize wrestlemania this year is different which uh which is why I, I brought you out here actually because i i've got something for you you needed a new shirt ko mania KO Mania is on the back this year because yeah I do KO Mania every year but but this year is different. This is great. KO Mania this year it's about what's on the, the front of the shirt. WrestleZania, let's go. KO Mania, WrestleZania. That's a good shirt. Yeah. And here comes the bloodline. Oh. They like ruining good shirts. Cause they the ones. <laughs> anyway, we're hearing that the uh, SmackDown, this SmackDown was the highest grossing non-PLE in the history of the Las Vegas market for WWE. Which, for those of you who don't know, PLE is premium live event. So it's the highest grossing regular show in the history of the Las Vegas market. They did 2.121 million viewers with a, with a .53 in the 18 to 49 demographic. Only a single point, ironically, down from the 2.122 million viewers that they did. Same case with the demographic, a point fifty-two instead of a point fifty-three last week. So one, one no. point in the viewers went down, the other point in the demographic went up. Nonetheless, SmackDown's still <laughs> successful, 2.121 million. Great numbers, as always. Oh, for sure. Hell of a show in the MGM. Yeah, that's the place to go. You can't fuck up there, because they will never forgive you. Want to chat with the guys? Then be sure to like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, and subscribe to us on YouTube. TalkBrunch.com. Served hot. It wouldn't be a week if we didn't have to talk about punk, man. I swear. <sighs> Spoiler, it's just him bitching. Like, so what else is not right? See, because, you know, things don't go his way. So all of a sudden there's a problem with everything and everyone that's not him. The thing is, we talked about the bitching last week, that long freaking star wars crawler of a freaking promo that he put on instagram and then delete it because you know it's legit when you delete it yeah basically according to fightful select they're saying that punk uh 
basically they're saying that he wanted out of his contract at one point but that they believed that he was open to returning and that uh, he was willing to apologize for his uh portion of the all-out stuff <laughs> and um they didn't express whether this would be a public or a private apology but i'm gonna go ahead and say this didn't he once in a promo himself say that the freaking apology should be as loud as the disrespect wasn't that his promo yeah you know that he did when he called out hangman page when hangman page didn't come out i don't forget promos motherfucker so all i'm saying <laughs> does that mean like he has to like bust into like the next like presidential election and apologize because if that's the case that seems pretty accurate he needs to come out publicly he needs to apologize what you preach there phil But uh, you remember what he basically said, that, that he didn't want to have to wrestle injured was like a big part of it, right? Like yeah, he said that Tom's uh, a stooge, Tony's uh, Jericho's a stooge, just usual punk bullshit. Yeah, the punk bullshit that he's known for, which is funny. If he's willing to apologize, why add more shit to the list of stuff that you have to apologize for? <laughs> right. You know, it doesn't really make if any I got, sense. If I got to atone for my sins, I'm not adding sin, more sins on the way to the atonement. Like, when... But John Moxley spoke about this. Did you hear John Moxley's response? I did. Because, yeah, he was on uh, he was on his wife's podcast, Oral Sessions with Renee. How convenient when your wife has a podcast. You can just go ham. <laughs> Let's listen to a little bit of what Mox had to say. I'm going to link you guys to the entire episode because it's a long podcast. But uh, let's listen to just the part about the punk stuff. Put it out there that we actually planned on recording this last week. And honestly, I kind of wish that we had have just recorded this last week before some drama-rama started to unfold. Because now I feel like the spotlight is on you to respond to all of this drama and i know that you don't really give a shit to respond to any of this drama but of course i would be remiss to not ask you about it (laughs) i guess is there anything that you would like to say or acknowledge or is there anything that you would like to address with all the stuff that has kind of unfolded in the last couple of days on the internet in the wrestling world no okay because nothing has unfolded it's fucking annoying that like just because somebody said some stupid shit on social media like that's not news but it is and it ends up being a thing like it's fucking annoying that we're sitting here like we're, i wish we'd have fucking recorded this the other day i know when nothing had happened we crying and couldn't get her stuff crying so but now i'm like hey we're just two parents trying to get yeah. it done you're like i don't know she bring it up and i'm like i don't know i don't want to talk about it and the lawyers are like oh my god are you gonna talk about it i'm like i don't fucking know i don't care like but now i i don't want to get dragged into this dumb shit yeah but you know it, it's but, okay so i'm not gonna say i could fucking unload on a lot of fucking people right now and when I start getting dragged into this shit, it tempts me to do that. But I'm not going to fucking sink to that level because it's fucking lame. Well, but, it's... but I'll tell you. I, Go I, ahead. I will say this. Uh, I'm not going to 
tell you what anybody else said or did or anything so that it's now I'm not going to say anything controversial. I'm just going to give you like a tidbit of information from my point of view. Uh, from the time period being discussed on whatever the fuck Graham. <laughs> okay. The entire summer, I was not under contract. Right. No contract. Free agent. I was at SummerSlam weekend wrestling fucking Desperado and shit the day of SummerSlam. Fucking suplexed him on a bunch of aluminum cans and shit, cut in half. It was fucking dope. I could have walked in a SummerSlam that night with the AEW fucking belt if I had been so inclined. Nobody knew that because I don't put my shit out there in the world and let everybody know every fucking thing about my business, you know? So I was not under cotton. Uh, reason being, if you're curious, because I got a rehab. And my contract was coming up. They extended it for the time that I missed. Cool. Totally. I'm glad they did, actually, because I didn't want to feel like I owed them anything, you know? So they extended it a little bit. It was coming up. They're talking to me about it. And the last thing I wanted to do when I first got out of rehab, because all they were telling me is, like, basically, logic would tell you don't go back to wrestling because you're just going to fall into the same old habits, right? Mm -hmm. So I wanted to just, like, ease back into it and see what life was like on the other side and the last thing I wanted to do was just hurry up and sign a big long term commitment you know and when they were cause what if I don't know what if shit started going off the rails and like, I don't know like, yeah and what I told him was like look you know once it got to pretty quickly I was like man actually being sober is awesome this is fantastic I'm having so much fun I was enjoying, I was looking forward to coming to TVs. I was working with my friends, Blackpool Combat Club, me and Brian and shit. I was like fucking regal. I'm like, this is great. You know, and they're talking to me about signing a new thing. And I was like, if everything just stays exactly as it is right now, I'll be here forever. You can pay me in cash in an envelope at the end of the night. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. But I can't tell you what I'm going to feel like in six months. Right. Especially not in three years or five years. And once I make a commitment, then I will push through injuries and I will push myself too hard and I will do all these things that, you know, uh, things like that add up and it leads you down the road or whatever. You know what I mean? So sure. I just kind of was just not, I was not in a hurry to make any kind of grand commitments. You know, at first. Mm -hmm. So, that being said, during this time period, uh, the night in uh, fucking what's his dicks talking about it was in Indianapolis. Not Indianapolis, Minneapolis. It was the night he came back and uh, was hopping around on one foot and all that and taking, bumping around inner circle or whatever after me and Jericho wrestled. A badass match, by the way. Uh, so we're we're talking later about stuff. Now, keep in mind, at this time, this is my whole point. I basically don't work there for all intents and purposes. I don't even work here. Tony is not my boss. I can. I don't even have to be in this room. I don't have to do shit. 
So even me being in this room uh, and offering and agreeing to a storyline that puts you over at the pay-per-view, if anything, I'm bending over backwards for Tony and for this dude and for the company and everybody. Because I didn't have to. I didn't have to do shit. Right. If anything, I was being, I was bending over backwards. Mm-hmm. So, that's it. Okay, so here's, <laughs> here, I've got a couple of like. Uh, you know, it's not even controversial. I'm just telling you. No, those are just facts. Those you are know, cut and dry facts. So what do you think of what he's saying there? I mean, yeah, if you're not working there, he does kind of make a point. Like, he didn't have to let Punk go over or anything. He could have just put him down and then walked away. It's kind of crazy, though, to think, like, he wasn't contracted when SummerSlam hit. Wouldn't that be some crazy shit just to see him walk out in the middle of SummerSlam, AEW title and all? Yeah, but how irresponsible, knowing everything we know about the Monday Night Wars and the history of wrestling and the way the business works for Tony Khan to have the fucking world champion out there with the title without a contract. I think that's something everybody's kind of missing about this whole thing. Like, hello, Tony, Tony Khan, Earth to fucking Tony here. We've been down no, this it road is, cause, cause We're so used ago. to Tony doing dumb shit at this point. No, there's no, there's no fucking excuse here, dude. That is like severe shit. We've seen titles get thrown in the trash from other rivaling companies based on that kind of shitty. Oh, yeah. We saw Ric Flair show up with the big goal back in 94, was it, for the fucking Royal Rumble? I think it was. Yeah, like, it was 94. Like, yeah, I think it was 94. Was it 94? I forget if the exact year, but you know what I mean? Like, the, the title's a big deal, man. For him to have the fucking world champion with no contract. That's some shit only Tony Khan would do. That's why nobody's shocked at it. Nobody with common sense would do it. Tony Khan has shown he lacks common fucking sense. I heard a lot of the old timers say that the biggest mistake Vince McMahon ever made was whenever he took something on a handshake agreement. You, the, it's irresponsible. I'm not saying that Moxley's not an honorable guy, but how how disorganized does your company have to be? You would never hear in WWE of the world champion not having a fucking contract. Never. Ever. You know. Like, like, yeah, that is wild. That, yeah, they did that CM Punk storyline. I'm sure that behind the scenes there was a fucking contract. Remember back when they did that story where he had the championship and he left through the crowd and blew them a kiss and everything? He had a contract. Oh, yeah, there was a contract. We all know there was a contract. That was a fucking storyline. This guy's shoot had no contract with the world title. <laughs> That's surreal. When you really think about it, we glossed over that this week. Everyone's been like, oh, you heard what you said about CM Punk? Did you hear what you said about the contract? That he's in a million dollar <laughs> company that the fucking owner doesn't even have the, the, the organization to have the world champion under a contract? That's how little faith the wrestling world has in Tony Khan at this point. I think what when it was, something like that happens, it's just like, yep, that's I th- Tony. I think what it was <laughs> was that he... Moxley wasn't willing to sign a new contract yet because he'd know how he feel, but Tony Khan also didn't want to take the title off of him. Whereas in WWE, it will be ironclad. The two are synonymous. They're not going to just be like, sure, we're going to keep pushing you as the world champion while you take six months to see if you like it. 
there's just no way I mean, that well, you, if you don't know yet we're not you're not champion that's how that works that's not that's not a bargaining thing that you can do in wwe it's amazing to me that they would even be able to go as the world champion with a contract coming up to tony khan and i'm sure mox would be willing to drop it he doesn't give a fuck but I think that the bigger thing here is that Tony wanted him to have it. Kind of like with that Thunder Rosa shit with the interim title. It's just like for some reason, he just gets sort of obsessed with certain people having certain titles no matter what. It's like, no, if they're not there, they don't get to be champion. That's how it works, Tony. Like, what? I don't think any other company does. I don't even think Impact pulls shit like that. And I like Moxley. And everything he's saying are valid truths their points but to some degree they're also beside the point it doesn't really negate any of the things that cm punk had said in like his original statement you know what i mean do i have his original statement let me see if we can go back and analyze this a little bit because what was that in response to i think it was what the fact that like he didn't want to work with mox while he was still injured Oh, I know that, but let me see if we could find. Let's look around for it for a minute. Okay, so there was a point where he references the backstage drama. Okay, so Punk's original statement was sigh. I love that he had to type sigh in caps. How do you sigh in caps? It'd be one thing to sigh, but how do you sigh in caps? (laughs) Because you could speak in caps, which generally means you're yelling. But if you sigh in caps, I guess you take like a big, deep, hefty breath, right? You, 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 see what it is. you, you, you gotta take like one of those big, extra off the walls, William Shatner size. Like. Uh, let me see if I can make sure I get the reference. <laughs> yeah. uh, Alright, now there we go. You I got that the very cringiest ball. fucking face you did. Uh, oh my god. Yeah, the fucking face. Yeah, I wasn't clear oh, to come. To come. <laughs> fucking stupid thing. I wasn't clear to come back to wrestle yet. Then the plan was to wrestle at the pay-per-view. I sat and listened to Moxley's Rocky 3 idea. I explained how I'd never seen a Rocky movie. I have to stop because we really didn't talk too much about this last week when we read this thing. But how the hell did he not see a Rocky movie being from Chicago? See, was he dodging Rocky movies? Like, how the hell do you go your whole life without seeing a rocky movie does he even count like the creed movies like he's just never seen that universe at all that would be like being from georgia and never having heard of Smokey and the bandit like but how could you have such a i'm not saying it's impossible but it's just bizarre to have such a distinct interest in muay thai and you know, contact sports and mixed martial arts and wrestling and and be from Chicago where there's a statue of the fucking guy. (laughs) Not of Sylvester Stallone, but of his Rocky persona. They got a fucking statue of the guy, right? And yet he hadn't seen Rocky. Like, see, I can't trust your judgment at that point because there's something wrong with you. Like, what the What? A make-believe person has a statue in your hometown you haven't seen the movie? What? You would sooner think you'd find a black person who doesn't know who Martin Luther King Jr. is than you would find a fucking Chicago person that doesn't know Rocky. That shit is bizarre in itself. That's (laughs) That's the most concerning thing in that whole statement. And that he admitted to it. I wouldn't admit to it. 
Oh, I, I took that side. I took that secret to my fucking grave. Are you kidding me? I bullshit my way through that pitch. How the fuck did you never see a Rocky movie and you're from this planet? The solar system. This galaxy. Is Alive. <laughs> what the fuck's going on here, man? <laughs> like, dude, for the love of God, bullshit. It'd be like, okay, what's your, what's your idea? Um, Okay, which scene? Show me. Let me make sure we get this right. Yeah, oh, go, bullshit. My way through that, like, go, you go, believe. Like, go watch Rocky. What was he doing? Like, come on, man. Holy shit. Anyway, he plays Street Fighter. Let me watch Rocky like, get back here the same. next day. Something. He, he plays Street Fighter. He uses Zangief. He likes a lot of the same shit as us and somehow missed all the Rockies. <laughs> I don't believe him, man. I think he's just saying that to add drama to the fucking thing that they put him on the spot. There's no way he couldn't have known who Rocky was or at least seen a Rocky movie. Do you believe that? Yes. <laughs> because I feel like that's not something you just say. <laughs> like, dude, anyway. You haven't seen at least one? Like, I've seen at least one. He never saw a Rocky movie. I wish I would have heard their reaction to that, but Moxley doesn't want to go into who said what. Probably because of how ridiculous. He must have reacted fucking how he did. And I thought the idea sucked, but if the boss wanted to do it, whatever. He said he wouldn't lose to me. I'd, I'd never experienced someone refusing to lose to me. So back to the issue here. Moxley's response doesn't really address any of that. He doesn't say I did refuse to lose. Like again, he doesn't. He doesn't want to say who said what. But he just goes into a different counterpoint where it's just like, well, I didn't have to be there. You know, which, you know, it's a valid point. Whether he has to or whether here's an important thing, though, in life, it's important to know the difference between what you have to do and what you should do. Sometimes they coincide, sometimes they're synonymous. A lot of the time they're not statistically, logistically. He does not have to be there. But that doesn't mean Moxley shouldn't be there. He has a championship and out of respect for the owner, if he has a good rapport with the company and the people involved and based on the respect of all of his friends working there and the fact that people who he claims he's close to helped him build this place and uh, having a place to work and be able to make money during the pandemic is a big thing that AEW was doing while in the meantime WWE and other companies were making cuts. I think just based yep. on the general principle of honor, what do we always say on this community guys? You got to give something for loyalty. That's been our saying for years. And I'm just saying that... I'm not saying whether or not he would be there or not. But there's a big difference between him saying that I didn't have to be there. But there is still the fact that he should be there. This is his exactly. company. You know, and they've done a lot for him. So, I don't know. I, I don't know. Looking at it from that perspective... I'm not... 100% on board with what he's saying here. And it doesn't address the stuff that Punk has issues with, which he openly says he doesn't want to. He just wanted to address that he didn't have to be there. Yeah, I guess I can understand him not wanting to talk about it because it's like the whole brawl out thing. The only the only part of that he had was that Punk beat him that night. So it's kind of like, okay, Punk, why are you dragging me into this shit? Like, I didn't have anything to do with your little backstage tussle and your dog losing a tooth and your friend biting somebody. So it's like, why are you dragging me into this? I had nothing to do with this. I've just been carrying this company on my back since almost day one. Yeah, yeah, I kind of can see that side of it too. But then at the same time, the other issue with the CM Punk part of things is that uh, the, the part here where he's like, they kept saying it could be a squash. So I didn't need to be cleared. I scoffed at that. My health is more important. 
you know, you're CM Punk. It's not like you exactly are mild mannered. It's not exactly like people are known for pushing you around. Like they said this. I'm sure that you just said no. He's he's a grown ass man that's responsible in his own actions. Whether or not they offered or asked, he's within his own right as a grown fucking man to say yes or no. They didn't force. Right, you could just they didn't say threaten. They didn't blackmail. Whether or not they were justified in asking, I mean, we could play that game all day. They they said they kept saying that it could just be a squash match and you didn't need to be cleared. Obviously, you agreed at some point because you wound up out there doing that one legged shit that I made fun of the day before. It was like ah, and then he just looked. You were like, why do you have a match on Dynamite and lose? Remember that? Which was weird. <laughs> it was a stupid idea. It was like literally before the pay per view. Remember that? It was the shortest match ever yep. against Moxley. Where he like immediately lost. That stupid shit that they did. So I kind of get where he's coming from. But nonetheless, he would have to agree to it. You know? Yeah, and see, uh, the name CM Punk kind of comes with enough pull to say we're not doing that. It's not like he's not known for walking out of companies when they're doing shit that he doesn't like. Like, well, all of a sudden, he's, he's shy about saying no to something. He walked out on the WWE. He literally left from gorilla position and basically told everybody, fuck you, I'm leaving, and went home when he was being featured and used. So, I don't know, man. I'm looking at both sides of it, because again, with the Moxley thing, he didn't really address enough to tell us, well, I didn't want to lose to him or explain why. We don't have all the parts of the story, even though both parties have spoken forward. Moxley did a clap back where he just said, well, I didn't have to fucking be here, so fuck you. But he didn't deny any of the stuff that Punk was saying. It's a shame that these are grown men that are having this kind of shit. That's why I hate social media. Moxley's like, I got a baby, I got dogs, I just want to do my thing. Yeah, and Punk clearly hey, look wants at to come my back. hot wife. And, and Punk clearly wants to come back. The proof is that he's wise. He bringing all of this shit up. Probably just wants attention. He wanted attention after the whole WWE shit. He took that for like what four years. Here's a little bit more of what Mox says here. That situation, but I will say this, you know, and uh, I hate to say I don't think I've ever said anything, uh, even remotely negative about AEW, but I will say this as an observer, it seems like you know, I spent eight years on the Indies, spent a couple years in WWE developmental, spent like eight years in WWE. I have never seen so much bullshit drama in one place in my entire fucking life and I hate to say that but it's like and I don't know if it's because of the age of social media shit gets like blown out of proportion like one person types one stupid fucking drunk tweet and all of a sudden it's all anybody wants to talk about Mm -hmm. you know like but also it's like maybe just like a generational thing as well like not only the social media aspect but like people are coming into the business a different way um, people seem to be able to behave a certain people just can go into business for themselves, whether they're going on social media and talking about how they're not being booked or, you know, how they're undervalued or whatever, whatever. But it is really crazy. I mean, I think when you really you don't even have to step back to look at it, but like with what has been built with AEW and how special AEW is and the core group of all the people that make up AEW, it's this like wrestling oasis. Yet there's still people that are chipping away that want to like talk shit and sort of disrupt this thing that you guys have all been working really hard hard to build. Yeah, like we're sitting up here 
on a Friday doing a podcast. You know what we're not talking about? We're not talking about the fucking stellar match by Kingo and Kenny Omega. Woo! Oh my word. All the cool stuff going on on an AW. Cool shows happening. We're not talking about this great pay-per-view we just had. Yeah, great pay-per-view. Yeah, we're not talking about anything. We're talking about some bullshit. So, I'll say this. So, this, so this, so this, uh, great talent at AEW. And, uh, there is a lot of people who work really fucking hard. And the mm-hmm. majority, the vast majority of people, like, let me be clear, the vast majority of people there don't cause any fucking trouble. Sure. Bullshit, sure. Know? And there's, they're just, but they're getting sucked down into the shit. Yeah, yeah. Like everybody else. Yeah. Into the muck. Yeah. You know? There's plenty of people who just want to get better and uh, perform and fucking just do this job, man. It's the best job in the world. Yeah. And th- there's a lot of that. And I've taken uh, a lot of people. Like, I'm not an official coach. I definitely don't ever want to be a producer, so to speak. You know, I don't want to be so good at it, though. I mean, I know it's a pain in the ass. I don't want to see you'd be really good at it. I don't want to be. Oh, you get the point. What are your thoughts? He's not wrong whatsoever. (laughs) Like we we've said before, we don't hear about this kind of drama anywhere else but AEW. And even when we did, we didn't hear about it anywhere near this often. (laughs) <laughs> like I've heard about more drama backstage in AEW in the four years it's been around I've heard about that more than just four years longer than the 21 years I've been a WWE fan yeah I mean they've had a lot of stuff they've had their own plane ride from hell and it's been like the whole company the problem is that the plane ride was backstage <laughs> It was Armageddon in go position. That's what they call it now. <laughs> but you know, I so, just thought about something. What's that? Maybe part of the reason he didn't like directly address Punk is because, I mean, he was in WWE when Punk left. He knows how that story is going to go. It's just going to be back and forth all day long. And he just doesn't have the, like, the patience for it. I mean, it is a smart move, but I'm just saying nonetheless. Because like, he knows no matter what he says... Phil's gonna clap back like 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 he's just a sinless saint. Oh yeah, but he did still choose to uh to bring it up. So my analysis, still nonetheless, is the fact that the parts that he left out are the parts where he defends himself. Yeah, in a video sure. where he's sort of defending himself, he defends himself, but not by addressing anything that Punk brought up. So they had the AEW All Access show. That's the show that comes on after Dynamite now. Yes, and there were a few clips of that, but uh, the young bucks talk a little bit about the brawl out. Also, very briefly, how to play a clip from it. So you worked so hard to get to where you were, to build your brand up, to be where it's at, and then all of a sudden, it's all just gone. Got it. One, two, three. I'm telling you, this was as good a trios match as you'll ever see. New champions, the elite. Following all out on pay per view this past Sunday night. I've been forced to vacate the AEW World Trios Championship. What happened is definitely going to be a black eye on our career probably forever. And we don't want to talk about it. When we've had to vacate the titles, it's affected, greatly affected my mental health. You've worked so hard for so long to build up your brand, to be something. 
I hope that we can continue to build our legacy, but I don't know if our career will ever be the same. But we're coming here, you know, to start planning the, the comeback, return. How does that look? Yeah, so. Was it worth having Punk around for all of this? Not at all. <laughs> I would have preferred Rampage just not pop a million that first episode. And then and only that episode. And everyone's just like, oh, I, I still think he'll come back, but why are we swooning over it? I don't think it'll make that big of a difference. That's the part I think I find so annoying. Like, people are over here like, Punk's coming back. Like, that's going to be a good thing. Like, y'all understand what happened the last time he was here, right? He had two baby title runs because he got hurt and then got to fight backstage. That caused the trios championship to get stripped. I don't think I want that again. Yeah. Neither do I. Neither do I. I, th I found the whole thing to be a bit odd, you know? It just, it didn't need to be a thing. Yeah, and if this is his way of saying that he wants to come back, he could have went about it better. He could just not come back. That that works perfectly. <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> That's the perfect solution. Because <laughs> I don't know about you, it's been fucking wonderful since he's been gone. <laughs> all right, well, let's talk and about all that. peaches and roses. But I mean, hey, I haven't had to worry about when... The House of Black won the trio's titles to hear the next day. I regrettably have to strip the House of Black from the trio titles from the House of Black. Thankfully. There will be a new tournament to decide this weekend on Rampage. Hashtag AEW Dynamite. Hashtag Dark Elevation. You know those Tony tweets. Those <laughs> Tony tweets. Hashtag Tony tweets. All right. Well, let's talk about NXT, which came to us episode 674 from the same place that we've come from. Orlando, Florida Performance Center. We start off with the NXT North American title qualifying battle royal. Drew Gulak, Jinder Mahal, Charlie Dempsey, Apollo Crews, Otto Mensa, Dijak, Dabakato, Axiom, Zion Quinn, Nathan Frazier, Scripps, Odyssey Jones, Dante Chen, Malik Blade, Idris Anofi, Javier Bernard, or, or Big Body Javi as we know, Damon Kep, Bryson Montana, Hank Wal Walker, and Quincy Elliott. I'll go back a little because I know we missed some of the action. They get eliminated so quickly, right? Yeah. <laughs> His body's dropping. What were your thoughts on this one? I mean, I, I think... <laughs> I feel like you've converted me now. Because I like the gauntlets more than just that everybody's in at once. Because, like, you can't, you, you can't settle with this one. You gotta always be looking to see if a guy you picked is getting eliminated. But, I mean... Scripps is an idiot. Look at that. I do, li I do like that they didn't waste... Fucking scripts. Like what a stupid move. It's fucking Reggie. So glad they just put just Reggie in the game. So I love how Cruz just gets no heat back on this guy. Like, like it's just Dabakeo just kicking his ass every time they come. Now he even ruins this for him, right? That's what he's gonna never forgive for that commander as he shit. <laughs> I was as easy you as you fuck. It was great to have Nathan Frazier back, though, because I know he's been gone for a while. Axiom's really good, man. 
Oh, he's a, he's been great. He's been awesome to have him. Resurrected this old feud. I love how the last three people were all former NXT UK guys, though. Axiom's going to stand and deliver. Hell yeah. Yo, this is going to be a wild five way. <laughs> you were incredible in the great debate last week, but tonight, step in the ring with Von Wagner. We're going to ride that momentum like a lightning bolt straight to stand and deliver. Yes. And I'm going to harness that momentum and bring home a victory for the university. Don't you coming? This is for the world. All right, let's take the field. Let's go. Let's go. Yeah. Is that the five voicemails? This time it was only three voicemails. Oh, man. This See there? Oh, Keanu messaged me. They're on their way. You know what she wants to talk about? I don't. But, buddy, whatever it is, we're going to get. I'm so sick of this. You guys were so cool until they added the fucking girl thing. Everything okay? Your message seemed a bit off. These past few months, I've really gotten to know you guys, especially you, Brooke. What you guys have, it's special. I feel horrible. Hey, it's okay. You can get out. Sorry. I pulled some strings and I got you guys a match tonight. And if you win, the triple threat match at Stand and Deliver will become a fatal four-way. Kiana, you knocked this one out of the park, brother. Got a chance at Stand and Deliver, bro. It's huge, Brooks. First, we win the match, become tag team champions. Hell yeah, yeah. you are the best right here. Baby, group hey, come, on, come, group on, come on, come on. You know what killed me about that, though? Stop. He couldn't have made him sound like more of a dweeb because he goes, instead of five voicemails, I only left with three. What? <laughs> they stay making him sound like a dweeb. Like, that's not a flex. <laughs> I was less creepy this week. We got Tyler Bate versus Von Wagner. Von Wagner actually serving purpose, showing how much of a big, strong boy Bate is. Still hasn't taken down Von Wagner. What do you think that Tyler Bate would chase you? I mean, it's weird. It just came out of nowhere. You know, I think the only reason I like it is because I do like seeing times when Tyler gets to be funny. Because a lot of people forget that he does have a sense of humor to him. It just felt so random. But yeah, Von yeah. Wagner, man, he's still on. They don't even acknowledge the the, the losing streak. And before, remember, you said the, the Robbie E thing. Help me, help you. Help me, help you. Help me, help you. Help me, help you. Help you. From that whole shit, now it's just gone. Because <laughs> even Vaughn Wagner's losing streak is unimportant. Take out a pencil and pay attention. Save a place for delinquents. This Saturday, stand and deliver when the schism takes over. New class begins. Who are all those other students? Hey, look at Sean. Come in. Okay. How are you feeling? The doctors have cleared me to return to action. Basically, after all the tests were concluded, it was a mix of body exhaustion and my anxiety. And the only thing that's on my mind is my championship and stand delivered. More importantly, I'm glad they found out why you collapsed in the ring. But your health is the biggest priority right now, okay? And defending the championship in a ladder match, Stand and Deliver is the best thing for you, okay? Look, we can crown a new champion, Stand and Deliver, get a couple matches under your belt, and then right after Stand and Deliver, you get the first title shot. Being the NXT Women's Champion has been unlike anything I've ever experienced. Look, I 
I struggle with anxiety. When you accomplish your dream so fast, it's like, well, what do I do now? And then my anxiety just goes insane. Look, I know you're better physically, but Roxanne, you're 21 years old. And the other stand and delivers. Will there be? I can't think like that. I know that you never had the mindset of, well, it was here and now, and you stole the show every time, and that's exactly what I want to do is stand and deliver. The only way that I can win this battle is by climbing that ladder, a title that I never lost. All right, I want a meeting with the doctors, and I want you to get follow-ups and stuff like that, okay? You're in the match, okay? <laughs> You're going to give me a nervous breakdown, okay? <laughs> Roxanne, you can beat this. Why did they give her an anxiety storyline? I don't know. <laughs> How unrealistic is that? She's 21 years old. <laughs> when I was 21 years old, I thought I was fucking bulletproof. You know what I, I mean? mean? I was saying, man, you, you you from New York, okay? Like you, <laughs> you come out the womb full and bulletproof there. No, right. no. When you're young, the younger you are, man, the more invincible you feel, really. It's like mortality is not even a if thing. That really see, that's anything. why I got bad knees and a bad back now. Because I felt like I was Jesus. I was like, yeah! Now I'm Nobody like, oh. fuck, man. <laughs> we bounced back there back then. Everybody thinks it's not the same anymore. That age. It's almost <laughs> impossible to... Like, at least a healthy young-minded person. It's almost impossible for them to have anxiety at that age. It's like, that all comes later on when you're like, oh, shit. I could die. I think early on, like when you're a teenager, when you're even in your early 20s, man, and no, no one, I don't recall having any kind of, any kind of, I can't even say anxiety because I don't even have that now, but I don't recall having the kind of things that induce anxiety when I was especially you, you younger. You seem like a stressor, I guess. No, because you never really thought, thought about your mortality when you're young. Who the hell does? Once you hit a certain age, it was like, yo, I'm going to die one day. Like, it's coming. <laughs> At 21 years old, her biggest concern should be that she hopes Bagel Ben has those those salted pretzels that she likes on her fucking sausage egg and cheese. You know? I'm so mad because <laughs> where you stopped looks like that face where you still have hope. Like, oh god, I hope they have them. Do they have my favorite flavor, Bagel? Oh, they got pumpkin spice! <laughs> like, I'm just saying, 21 years old is way too young for anxiety. I mean, it is 2023. You know, everybody's stressed about every damn thing under the sun. Like, let's say you were 21 years old. This situation, like, if you were 21 years old and this was Starship Troopers, there's a good reason to have some anxiety. Fuck. <laughs> there's bugs. They're always here. Whenever they're not here, we're ready for them or we're preparing for them, and then they're here again. I have a lot of anxiety because between my anxiety, I'm fighting bugs. You see how that could be anxiety-inducing? Being I was 21, 20, the only thing, the only thing that had me stress out of anxiety was was having my first four horsemen shot. Like, yeah, nah. Usually you feel invincible as a kid, so I think they should have given anxiety to somebody older. <laughs> Yo, don't, I don't know why this this re-triggered this memory, but back when we, <laughs> oh god. <laughs> that one streamer we always used to say she always looked no, worried no 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 <laughs> no god i don't know why they re-triggered that memory oh, i buried that one years ago oh. <laughs> see we were young and stupid and didn't have anxiety <laughs> oh 
God. If I, you were there, you remember. <laughs> I vaguely remember a few personalities. <laughs> there were there were definitely some personalities on the Mixer platform. Oh my God. It's like AEW. There's a lot of weird shit that goes on, but there is some cool stuff too. You know? And just like oh. AEW, they're probably going to go out of business. <laughs> you know what? I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No, I get a lot of heat from AEW fans. It'll be all right. We're probably getting heat just because of the fact that we're talking about WrestleMania this weekend. Like this. But, but Roxanne, you don't have to worry about anxiety. In the match, okay? Oh, God. You're gonna give me a nervous breakdown, okay? You know, she's gonna give herself a nervous one, Sean. I will say, though, I like the way they kind of went about that ruling. Like, hey, since she's cleared before, she's back to being the defending champion in the match instead of she just really, in the match for the vacant title. Did she really have a health issue, though? Because, like, it was just like out of nowhere, they just gave her anxiety. There was something going on with her where she had to be off TV for a little while. I can't remember what it was, but it was only like a short thing. They, they, I think they figured she was gonna be back by stand and deliver. They actually let Alexa Lopez win. You see that, Legato? She winning now. <laughs> Internationally, a lot of success. So those are some big stats. Eddie Thorpe's looking good, considering that Roman Reigns broke a bottle over his, his head the night before. Yeah. Sticky situation that that life that he's going to be looking for. Both want to get into that that main. Oh, nice. Who needs extras when you have NXT? When you have that NXT roster, right? <laughs> Just let him go. Fuck it. What do you think of this guy? I like him. I feel like I've seen him somewhere before WWE. He looks familiar, right? Like I can't put my finger on where I feel like I've seen him before, but I feel like I've seen him at least once. That's what happens when you watch too much wrestling. You wind up not knowing anything. Would you be like, I know you from somewhere. Gallus, we only saw the aftermath of what happened last week at the bar. Yeah, well, I think it's pretty obvious we're not interior decorators. We were pretty banged up after that fight. Why would you want to defend your titles against not one, not two, but potentially three other teams? Creed's, they made a good case. Tony and Stacks, they made a good case. And if Briggs and Jensen do win tonight, then the more the merrier. Six or eight guys. Doesn't matter. Marky likes to try... I gotta be straight with you, dude. When he first said that, I got so worried. I was like, "Whoop! There's a career." <laughs> like I was thinking, I don't know why they did this live, but I guess you guys didn't know what he was gonna say. But that's the end of him. Cause I don't know if you heard. <laughs> why would you want to defend your titles against? Hold on a minute. Not no, two, on. but potentially three other teams. Creeds, they made a good case. Tony and Stacks, they made a good case. And if Briggs and Jensen do win tonight, then the more the merrier. Six or eight guys. Doesn't matter. <laughs> that thick ass accent, right? Like, you, because nobody you heard that the first time around heard six. And if you say you did, you're a liar. If my if my season goes anything like I'm anticipating, I'm choosing sex or no guys. <laughs> <laughs> Which is so bad because I was literally just about to say that's one of my favorite foreign accents just because of how thick it is on the right people. Oh my god. And then he says that. When I first heard it, I didn't even understand until I heard it again. It was like, oh, okay. Whew. Whew. I thought that I don't know what you were. It was like the wrong kind of should, that be the episode, should, should, should we quote that sex or eight guys? 
You could call. I don't think we can. <laughs> Damn. Because <laughs> every now and then we call something, I wonder if it's going to come up again. There'd be no worry that shit coming up twice. Defenders titles against not one, not two, but potentially three other teams. Creeds, they made a good case. Tony and Stacks, they made a good case. And if Briggs and Jensen do win tonight, then the more the merrier. Six or eight guys, doesn't matter. Marky likes to try and wind me up. Tries to get under my skin. You're heading into the biggest show of the year against a bunch of guys that are ready to fight. It's stand and deliver. The Creeds, Tony and Stacks, even if it's Briggs and Jensen as well, they'll find out the hard way. Gallus boys on top. On top. See, the, the, whole, the whole promo <laughs> is just fucked up now. Oh, <laughs> hey, don't blame me. In the hard world, it's like they decided that they're going to make up for everybody who wasn't getting pushed, and just, we're going to give you a push. Electra Lopez went over. Last chance qualifier. Ivy Nile, Soul, Ruka, and Indy Hartwell. Mm -hmm. And uh, Indy goes over here. Like I said, they decided to I love the finish <laughs> so much. Because yeah. I didn't realize what happened until after it happened. What's that? Uh, Ruka hits the Soul Snatcher on what it looked originally like both uh, Ivy and Indy, but basically Indy used Ivy's body to absorb the shock and then got uh, Soul Ruka. Gotcha. Yep. Now Kenny Carter. Because poor really... Ivy already ate the Soul Snatcher. So. That move's really called the, snow the Soul Snatcher? Yeah, that's what they've been calling it. Well, how come they keep using sexual references and not realizing it? Like with the Ace of Spades thing? Or the Queen, <laughs> I mean, I'm sorry, with the Queen of Spades thing? Like a Snow Snatcher is usually with the, a reference to when a girl gives really good head. When a bitch can suck a dent out of the side of a tank, yeah. <laughs> Isn't that so strange that they fucking use Soul <laughs> The first time I heard it, I was like, oh, y'all know what y'all did. Y'all, They have to know what they did. Ain't no fucking... Like the Queen of Spades, okay, maybe. Maybe not. But no, Soul Snatcher, y'all do. I love how afterwards they just show all of the other girls. They're like, they, 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 they did this shit like if it was Clue instead of a title match. What? <laughs> Could it be you? Maybe it's Zoe. But it maybe it's Lyle. Maybe it's Gigi. What the fucking dating game? Who even was that at the top of the ramp? That was uh, Tiffany. Oh, was it? Wow, they look totally different. They just want to make her look like Mandy Rose. We got Mandy at home now. You're so close to finally getting what you wanted, Grayson Waller, in an unsanctioned match. I'm away to the arena right now. I got security doing one last sweep, just in case, because I know you're a sneaky little hobbit. They're going to be surrounding the ring tonight, too. But if I were you, Johnny, I would tune in. Because you just never know what I'm going to say. He called Johnny a sneaky little hobbit. Fucked up. he's looking to surpass the teacher. It's happening. It's funny how Drew Gulak is like this... He's this mentor character that you know you have to learn from that never got portrayed that way in WWE at all. Like, never. <laughs> like, you gotta train. Your teacher never won any titles. Got beat up by Sonya Deville. Remember when Sonya Deville was beating him up? We don't talk about that. If he's lucky, he's not in AEW. Anna Jay would have choked him out. 
And they choke out Jesus if she had a chance, right? Surprise! You got gulocked. <laughs> I just love that that's a running gag, no matter what the brand. Everybody's small package gets a funny name. Brookson, Brook Jensen, and Joss Briggs against the D'Angelo families, Channing, Lorenzo, and Tony D'Angelo. The only two members of that family, really. Small family. This is a bunch of siblings. Once they had another guy, but they made him sleep with the fishes. And now he's at AEW. <laughs> you gotta give credit to uh to freaking Channing Lorenzo, though, because would you really still hang out with the guy who made the other guy sleep with the fishes? What if you're next? That's why I still hang out with him. I'm gonna make sure that's my friend forever. All the way. I would love that spot when they tackle the other guy to him and break the pin. Push him into the pin, yeah. So they didn't get anything. But I'd rather show you. It's like this man's never been kissed before. He did it. With a hairstyle like that, you think anybody fucking you? No, no, I'm kidding. From that was like so high school. <laughs> you gonna sign it? Whatever happens to your boy is on your hands. Let me say that, okay? Better watch my back because Gargano is known for his cheap shots. I'm staring at this piece of paper and I still can't believe it. Bello and Braun think they're the main event, but it doesn't matter when I'm on. Grayson Waller is the real main event. I was trying to stand out in front of this new wave of NXT talent. I was singing, I was dancing, all the things you pretend you don't like but you secretly love. I was considered the fourth best member of Team 2.0. Shawn Michaels gave you as much time as you wanted. Let's be real, Johnny. You are the biggest mark in this business. Oh, you call the man a mark. You're begging me. I'm your golden Fight ticket right now. Matches the moments. Johnny Gargano is Mr. NXT. But just like your idol, Mr. WrestleMania, Shawn Michaels. Surprise, motherfucker! Security, you can't attack security. You can't separate security from security. That's not fair. That's security reception. Look at this dive here. Watch. <laughs> I love that just <laughs> You your sound effect was the best part <laughs> Yo look at his head Oh shit That's quite the head See that shit? Oh man, Johnny Gargano with another unsanctioned match. This is gonna be fun. That's how he looked afterwards. You got the beautiful new 2K23 blood fits going. I see you. Yeah, that's rough. 
<sighs> NXT, the 620,000 views with a 0.16 in the 18 to 49 demographic. Which was up a lot from the 550,000 that they did last week with the 0.12. They're rising. I guess it's in the, the spirit of WrestleMania, right? I mean, hey, it's that time of the year. Yeah, it's time to celebrate. They did a really good job there. So, you know, I mean, that's about as much as you're going to get from a Tuesday show, to be honest with you. Yeah, you're right after all. You're still in the early part of the week, so you're doing okay. Mm -hmm. Well, now it's time for our first set of predictions, right? Yep, because it's NXT's WrestleMania. (laughs) Yeah, so the first of many predictions for this night. We're not doing anything in any particular order. These are for Saturday, obviously, as you guys know. NXT Stand and Deliver. Just bear with me while I get a setup here. It should be quite the event. But then again, NXT's always are. First match of the night. Johnny Gargano and Grayson Waller in an unsanctioned match. I'm going Grayson on this one. Like, I could see it being a thing where they brought one of NXT's best past alums for Grayson to be able to get a big win over him. I guess. I mean, I guess Grayson Waller does make the most sense in this particular yeah, situation. It wouldn't hurt Johnny to lose this match, for sure. Because even though he is Mr. Takeover, Johnny doesn't have a great win-loss record of takeovers. I can see that. All right. Next up, we have the North American title in a fatal five-way match. Oh, this is wild. Dragon Lee, JD McDonough, Ilya Dragunov, and Axiom challenging Wesley. Oh, there's so many high flyers in this match. <laughs> this I think Wesley's going to retain. Yeah. All of that time. I retain. think so. Like, they've been really, really high on him since he got that North American championship. Remember back when he was a comedic character? Now he's not comedic at all. Dude. I remember when he used to smoke weed with Trey Miguel and freaking God, I can't remember I can't remember his indie name. I always remember now as Nash Carter. Like they used to state that they had a whole bit in Impact where he used to sit in a room and smoke weed together. It was crazy. Yeah, when they met the freaking what was it, the Messiah here or whatever it was, and it was Matt Riddle. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, he's become a really good champ. Good for him. I mean, everyone here is yeah, very right. capable of carrying that title, though, which is what makes this one of the more interesting matches. Yeah, it could go anybody's way. What I do see, though, I can definitely see them using this match, not only obviously to give JD and Elia another chance to fight each other, I could see this breaking off into maybe like one last violent dance between those two after Stand and Deliver. Hmm. But then again, they could easily pull the trigger right away with Dragon Lee. But at the same time, Axiom has been on fire ever since he debuted this gimmick, formerly being A-Kid. It wouldn't surprise me if, if Axiom winds up uh, taking it. 
It's the only other person I could outright see winning it. Like, I, it's the only other person I could clearly see just straight winning it um, if Wesley doesn't retain. Like, Wesley doesn't retain. He's my first choice. The fan and me obviously wants Dragunov to win, but nah, it's, it's not, not yet. Yeah, this one's a tough one. I'm going to lie. It's probably one of the harder choices of the night. It is. <laughs> Shoot, of the weekend almost. <laughs> and it's the first pin wins it, right? Yep, first fall to a finish. Mm. See, here's what's crazy, though. First fall to a finish, that actually could benefit Dragunov more than anything else because all he needs is one well-timed Torpedo Moscow and it's Goodnight Irene. Like he had, he has the fastest finisher out of everybody in this match. Oh, this one's tough. <laughs> it's either Wesley or Axiom, in my opinion, but it could be anyone. I'll go with Axiom. Yeah, I think if Wesley card, doesn't yeah. outright retain, I could see it being Axiom. Yeah, same here. I'm gonna think close second after that being Dragon Lee. Right. Okay. Next match up. Sorry. This is Fallon Henley and Kiana James defending their NXT women's tag team titles against Alba Fire and Isla Dawn. Oh yeah, Fire and Dawn, because I I'm yeah over the love romance story and that high school sucks. bullshit with team, those two. Team fucking sucks. Like, they, there's no logical reason they should be tag team champions. They don't get along. One's always suspicious of the other. Isla Dawn and Alba Fire have been attached at the hip ever since they had that match together. Yeah, they, they practically killed each other and then became friends after, like decent human beings. Like, that, that, that's a more logical reason than, hey, you're fucking around on my friend. Now we're tag team champions. Yeah, take the titles <laughs> off of them. This fucking team sucks. Right there with you, they shouldn't have like won that team in the first place. But hey, if I gotta deal with this, I'm dealing with Alba Fire and Isle Dawn getting those tag titles. Yeah, team sucks. I can't emphasize enough that you know, hopefully, Alba Fire and Isle Dawn get it. at least they have them personality, not a shitty storyline and an actual connection from their feud in NXT UK. Next, we have the ladder match to determine the NXT Women's Champion. We got Tiffany Stratton here. We have freaking uh, Gigi Dolan. We got Roxanne Perez. We have uh, who else is that? We got Zoe Stark. Laya Valkyria. Uh, mm -hmm. Indy Hartwell and Zoe Starks. Mm -hmm. I think Roxanne is going to retain. The fact that it's a ladder match, I think, helps her. And everybody else has been fighting to try to get into this match. She's had time to recover, so she's probably going to be the freshest out of everybody. It makes the most sense. But if to she me. doesn't win, I think it's going to be Zoe Starks. Yeah, it makes the most sense to me that Roxanne retains. I don't think Zoe Stark yet. Not yet. I'm pretty sure on the Roxanne retaining for this one. Like yeah, they, have, they haven't really, Roxanne. they haven't really built anyone up. It'd be like out of nowhere, you know. There's the reason I have to go Roxanne. Yeah, even like Gigi with everything she's been doing, it would just be out of left field. You break up the tag team, and then you're instantly champion.
Uh, okay, I'm fine with that one. Yeah, Roxanne's retaining. Yeah. And then finally, is the main event. Braun Breaker against Carmelo Hayes defending the NXT Championship. It's time to give Hayes his crown. Yeah, I've seen enough of Braun Breaker with that title. Braun Breaker has been the best NXT champion they have ever had. It's time for him to move on. Unless they just don't have any plans for call-ups right now. That's the only reason. Yeah, that's that's the only way that it could be a thing where he stays as if they're just not calling him up. But the Raw after Mania is coming. So we kind of know if he's ever going to show up, that's when it's going to be. Yeah, I'm going. And Carmelo Hayes has this. come an incredibly long way since the breakout tournament. So yeah, he's he he's overdue. Carmelo Hayes. So yeah, we're all voting Carmelo Hayes here. What it would seem. Fantastic. That definitely works. Amen to me. Don't forget, guys. NXT Stand and Deliver. We're doing a watch along Saturday night at noon Eastern Standard Time. So that's going to be a lot of fun. Oh, yeah. It's going to be a hell of a weekend, boys and girls. And that's the second event. That's the second night of programming. I'd recommend every day just be in the chat room around 7, 8 o'clock of the whole weekend. We'll definitely be there. <laughs> if, if you can't remember the uh, schedule, just remember 7 8 ish for almost all of these events. But yeah, NXT Stand and Deliver is the one you got to remember this early because that's going to be at noon earlier in the day. Did you see uh, Ronda Rousey's Instagram reflecting on her feud with Liv Morgan? I did not. Oh, Lord. It was actually pretty interesting. Ooh, do tell. Give me a minute here. I'm going to let you see. I was just trying to get the girls off screen. That's right. For anyone listening to just a podcast, you miss girls. Titties. And the rest of the anatomy is there too, I promise. It's just really special place to me in my heart. I just remember like after the fight, like looking up and seeing like the very top seat at the very nosiest of the nosebleeds. There were people standing up at the very, very top, completely sold out. And um, I'll never forget it. I'm so happy. And now we're back with the dibba eh. so Usually I'm totally down to do a pre tape What's up, Loki? And not be under the pressure of doing it like a, a backstage pre-tape today and I feel like it 
is wasting the significance of this place because when I'm standing in the middle of that ring, I'm standing in the exact spot where, you know, I started the women's revolution in combat sports. And um, I, wrote, I wrote a little poem about standing in that spot. If you'd like to hear it. Yes. Okay. This arena is special to me. I defended my UFC title for the first time in front of a sold-out crowd. This exact spot started a women's revolution. The WWE, in their attempt to capture my lightning in a bottle, repackaged my revolution into their women's evolution. And hell, after we had our own pay-per-view and Mania main event, I left feeling pretty good about our future here. But now I come back and they're trying to pass off Hooters Barbie here as some kind of, cinder uh, as some kind of glitter Cinderella that I'm supposed to feel encouraged. Let me know if this sounds familiar. Chuck featured in a Hooters calendar starts dating a wrestler to get her foot in the door at the WWE. All of her more talented friends get fired while she's kept on because she has a great ass. You're not the future, Liv. You're a regression. Another reiteration of the Divas era posing as progress. At this rate, it's just a matter of time until you chicks are all bickering over a purple butterfly belt again. Basically, me and Shane, I need to beat the shit out of Liv. All over town. We need to go to Disneyland, beat the shit out of Liv. We need to go to California Adventure, just beat the shit out of Liv. Not Berry Farm, be like, why the fuck did we say this for last? Keep the shit out of it. Possibly a museum. I don't really know what's going on around Anaheim. Possibly. Uh, the, um... <laughs> <laughs> that, what is that? That's like... Terrible microphones from this camera. But we get the point. Let's jump ahead a little bit. Mama Rousey.
I love that Rhonda still marks out for her mom. <laughs> yeah, right. She raised the hell of a kid. So, under this, she put, imagine what our Liv Morgan feud could have been if we weren't hamstrung by a bunch of octogenarians who still think they know how to how to be hip while putting a total of five minutes of thought a week into each woman's storyline. So, I don't, think she li- I don't think she likes the writers. I mean, how often do we like them most of the time? So. Liv replied, the only thing she was right about is that I do indeed have a great ass. <laughs> I mean, you don't have Bailey ass. Bailey has like unruly ass, so it's like I can't even like compare it to Bailey. Like, I mean, there's rumors and speculation that Bailey, believe it or not, died and had to train for seven years in the afterlife in order to achieve that ass form, and that's the reason and why she did nothing but squats the whole. Time. <laughs> that's why it, it was leg day every day. She was like, don't wish me back right away. I gotta get this ass ready. <laughs> I'm gonna train with the Kai's up here. We have a great workout regime. Because, yeah, Bailey's ass is on the something worldly. But, yeah, good job, Liv. I mean, hey, I enjoyed the feud. So. But it is definitely, as somebody who watched that fight live, cool to know that Ronda got to walk back into that same building where she and Liv, Liv, Car- Liz, um, Liv Carmouche changed the freaking game. Mm-hmm. That is very cool. Very interesting stuff. It's funny to hear her shit on the writers, though. I gotta give her credit for that. <laughs> she does what we've been doing for, what, like two years? <laughs> Longer, maybe. So apparently, uh, Annie aired their rival special that had Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar. And this was an episode about Roman Reigns' WrestleMania 38 bout against Brock Lesnar. But there was a clip in the show that showed Gorilla. And it had Undertaker, Triple H, Bruce Pritchard, and Vince. And basically, in this clip, you could see the Undertaker. And apparently, uh, he's teasing Vince um, because this is after he took that shitty stunner. <laughs> it wouldn't be taken to be the one to be fucking with him in the back. Let's see what happens here. Holy shit. <laughs> Hold on, I gotta go for it. <laughs> you, cool. you took your shirt off. <laughs> I wish you lost your way to the ring. <laughs> Yo, he said, I lost my shoes. I wish you lost your way to the ring. Oh, you should have quit after you took your shirt off. It was all downhill after that. There are certain moments in wrestling I'll never forget. I'll never forget the WrestleMania 
X7 speed with Jeff Hardy and Edge. I'll never forget Mankind getting thrown off the cell. And unfortunately, I will never forget Vince's final star. <laughs> I know, right? Isn't that insane? Dude, I have... <laughs> His final star Still, my favorite part of that is just Austin getting up and laughing. Like, are you fucking kidding me? (laughs) (laughs) I give Austin credit because I wouldn't have been able to finish the fucking move. That would have been it. Like, nope, we're going home. Done. Oh, my God. (laughs) Like, he sold like eight different moves in that one shot. Like, We got some weird shit here today, Ooh. man. So basically, Xavier Woods was on Wheel of Fortune, and there's a little clip here from that. I saw the. <laughs> oh, I had family coming to town, and we watched this live. I couldn't believe this shit. Fun and game. Playing with balls. Nope, still time. Playing with. <sighs> Playing with dolls. <laughs> but what did I do? <laughs> Yo, you think I gotta see it again? Nope, still time. <laughs> Instant crack. Nope, still time. Playing with playing with dolls. Yeah. Trouble. <laughs> but what did I do? Oh. <laughs> Yo, there's a lot of things you don't want to be in life. You never want to be the one who fucks up that bad on Wheel of Fortune. Hey, remember Randy? That was a rough episode, man. South Park's Randy. Oh my god. Man. You're a ninja guy. (laughs) That was amazing. He said it with so much confidence and everybody just looked mortified. I'll never forget Sharon's face. That's my favorite part of that whole experience. Shannon looked like she was already planning the divorce. Like, oh no. That bitch had a Randy Marshall little fuck up. Like, come on, man. So, Marty Gennetti. Marty Gennetti. Oh, God. Yeah, I heard he popped back up again. It's (laughs) Gennetti. He managed to make it into the news. I'm so proud. Oh, Oh, man. It's always the most unsettling screenshot to him. Let's just read this. This is a Facebook post. Uh, Hey, I'm only posting this because I just got asked again if Sean, a.k.a. HBK, and I ever had sex since some of you think he's gay. Truth is, I don't love Dick. I doubt he did. And that's why why the gay community called him potentially the pitcher, not the catcher, LOL. But so we room together, one trillion plus seven times. Saw him perform only with the ladies. If I was gonna say if if I was gonna be that way, I'd have went to someone else. Alone, maybe Pat Patterson, so I too could leave MJ behind and become champion. Yikes! Now stop bothering me with these silly sex questions. I'm all about the ladies. Ask my neighbor girls. LOL. And then after that, he posts again. He says, "I feel gay, but I'm pretty sure I like women." LOL. <laughs> What, is, what the fuck kind of phrase is that? I what feel is, gay. <laughs> what has happened to Marty Janetti? 
like women. <laughs> oh, Lord. That motherfucker said that shit like he wasn't quite sure. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, my God. You didn't let me down again. <laughs> Oh, Donati's <laughs> a different beast, man. Man, who you telling? <laughs> like, Donati is a different monster. He has to be at this point tweeting for attention, right? I, I, I hope to God he is, because fuck, Heard by Jenny in like a year or two, and this is the first thing this fucker comes back with. <laughs> oh, yeah, that is a uh, not what I expected. This is- <laughs> <laughs> At this point, I think we've learned just to not expect when it comes to Marty Jenny. I feel <laughs> like all I- Marty Jenny said the news. Oh, fuck, here we go. I feel gay. But I don't think oh I my ever. god, I took that sip at the wrong time. I almost choked. Oh, good lord. Like, I, like, I love the heat. It was, to me, you know what's great about it? It's like, it's not even like, it could have been at the last sentence of the of the big tweet that he did or whatever that was. And I would have just been like, oh, and he ended it stupid. But the fact that he finished and then came back later and added that sentence like, as a follow up <laughs> right. thing, like that was just the last, like he forgot. To, oh shit, I forgot. Also, I feel gay, but I'm pretty sure, like just thinking came back for that, <laughs> that last that thing, right? like, that was like the final you thing. Like, you, you just felt like, fuck, I forgot something. Oh, I love how he specifically had Pat Patterson picked out, though. Yeah, Pat wouldn't fuck you. <laughs> Pat was a man of class, Pat had, Marty. Pat standards. Pat only fucked the main eventers. Pat was very classy. Oh, God. I see him. I see him with like more of a bill from fucking Last of Us. You know, he was a wine <laughs> lover. He liked the sophisticated things in life. He invented the royal. He's rumble. not a whore. But he's... You know, that's yeah, my liked, favorite fucking line. That he liked the piano. Like, I just go, I'm not a whore. <laughs> yeah, you know, he he liked the piano, man. He was a sophisticated man. He couldn't have had Pat. Get class, Mister Janetti. Yeah, I never thought that we'd be <sighs> ranking this kind of shit, but here we are. I'll tell you, like, never in my days did I ever think we talked about whether Pat Patterson would fuck Marty Janetti or not. That's what shit. There's a lot of stuff I never thought in our days we'd be talking about. Wrestling world unchanged, man. What the fuck? <laughs> Remember back when Hogan was the weirdest thing we used to talk about? Yes. That day's dead. <laughs> it's like a palate cleanser if we get Hogan at this point. All right. Well, let's talk more wrestling. We got to balance the scales a little bit now. So we're going to jump over to Rampage, believe it or not. People are like, Rampage? That's still on the air, yeah. Which came to us from the independence from from Independence, Missouri, the Cable Dahmer Arena. There's so many different words in this, right? 
Like yo, I I wasn't sure. I you said Independence, Missouri. That's a what, what the fuck? <laughs> I I was like every other word was like, did I say that? It was like Independence, Missouri. <laughs> then it was like Kate I was Obama. waiting to hear Independence Center. This was like what the fuck say Independence, Missouri? And, and then the arena being the Cable Dahmer Arena, no related to fucking Jeffrey Dahmer, I guess. <sighs> and what cable are we talking? Is it like Spectrum? Is it fucking you know Comcast? It's gonna be like this gonna be freaking Dish Five Hundred. Uh, you got some Xfinity? Is it cable Dahmer or is it Dahmer cable? I don't know. Anyway, Rampage. AEW TNT title match Powerhouse Hobbs being accompanied by Aaron Solo, Harley Cameron, and QT Marshall, pretty much the TMZ guys defending uh, his his championship against Penta El Cerro Miero, being accompanied by Alex Abrahantes. Of course, typical Penta, pie face at the start. Mm-hmm. I love that this is like the tamest gear I've seen Penta wear in like three months. He looks good. He looks good. It's a shame that he's here on Rampage wrestling in a match that doesn't really mean yeah. anything. There is something. Do you remember the end of this? Because there is one thing that was worth it. Oh, God. I don't remember the end. You'll see. Oh, Lord. There was one thing that popped me. Do you see? Now QT Marshall's messing with him. He's, he's tied to the rope. I've seen people do that before. It's so fucked up. God, I love Penta's offense. That looks so bad. Didn't it? <laughs> oh, Hobbs, my guy. No Dana broke over the rope, dude. Like, what are you? That's what it looked like, yeah. So then at the end, they're messing with them. And Ray Phoenix comes out. And he brings the hammer. Yes. <laughs> he learned. I forgot about the hip. The guy. <laughs> the guy who was most against that shit came out with the hammer. He does some shit. Hell yeah. I'll hammer the shit out of you, Hobbs. I learned from Pac. Pac taught me. I love that it became. It went from the thing he resisted to become. He's like Anakin Skywalker became Darth Vader, right? He went from becoming. He he became the thing he hated the most. Right, the hammer. <laughs> He's the hammer guy now. That's so awesome. I love it. I love how Juice Robinson looks like he just came out of bed from the back. 
<laughs> he looks like he either just woke up and getting ready to go back to sleep. Yeah. Like his thing's called the Rock Hard Club, probably because of Morning Wood, because that motherfucker looks like he literally just rolled out to the ramp from here, you know? <laughs> he looked like he just got done fucking. working men in AEW history. So get a tiny little morsel. Team TNA. Team TNA. Greater value, Kali. Greater value. AEW has everything in their power to prevent us from becoming champions. One day, you all will be calling us champions. <laughs> Jared, Sanjay Dutt is something I'm saying. Brody King. Only makes them that much more dangerous. And unpredictable, Tony. Jake Hager. <laughs> JR Vinyl's in a dark. They're both very, very skilled. They have <laughs> 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 great. My little ray of sunshine every time he comes out, I'm just waiting for it. I like this hack. <laughs> oh. oh, wow. Look at how they stop her from looking dramatic there. I love that. Watch, look, she's looking all cool, and they just come and knock her hat off. Watch. That was some bullshit. Oh, that's Anna J, man. Come on, really? That's messed up. I thought that was your girl. Fuck up, man. My friend came out and fucked me up. At this point, I'm really getting sick and tired of you, Keith Lee. People are wondering, when are we going to end this once and for all? I'm the one driving this. You won the battle. You took out my men. Strange music. It's a strange world. Nine? Nine, baby. Strange music. It's about drive. It's about power around here. And what he says, I bring somebody else that you didn't even expect. You won the battle, you took out both my men. I'm gonna finish this and win the war. Yes, sir. Hoodies up. Good old Layla. Let's jump ahead on this a little bit. Because it is Ty Valkyrie against Layla Gray. I wonder who's gonna win. Layla got this. She out here. She doing it. She's a former baddie, right? Or is she a baddie still? She's a baddie still, right? I lose track. Yeah, she's still a baddie. Okay. She's a soul-surviving baddie. Right. <laughs> and dead. You know, that she really gets some elevation in that thing. See how far you go? It's a long yeah. road to Valhalla. I like that like they share the same move, but their moves look different in the way they, uh, they execute them. She really gets that snap to it. 
Like, you, you bounce more when you get hit with Road to Valhalla. Oh, let's go back a little. So disrespectful. I forgot Maria was in play, but that was a long time ago, right? Eh? Good lord, that was long. You know your heart when you could have been in Playboy a long time ago and you still could, in fact, be in Playboy. <laughs> she could make another run. Fuck it. <laughs> she was still ditzy, Maria, back then. It's nice having it's it's nice having the kingdom around again. Yeah, in whatever capacity we could get, as long as not those other guys that were the kingdom. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the fake kingdom. They were like the village. Need the fuck out of him, like good lord. Yeah, I was just thinking. Let's go back there for a minute. Yeah, wicked that knee was. <laughs> you hear that sound? Yo, John Morrison, eat your heart out. That was crazy. <laughs> oh. Like, that was fucking gorgeous. And the acclaim go over. And it ends with a scissoring. What a great rampage, right? <laughs> I was hoping it would end with a scissoring. I was thinking in my head, if there's any way I want to end a wrestling show, it's with scissoring. Hey, man, some places that's a good night out, right? No. Yep, just thankfully no places. There's some I people who remember. wish that they night could end with scissoring. Yep, wish on. Anyway, 406,000 viewers for that rampage. 195,000, 18 to 49 demographic, according to Fast Nationals. They're a little bit behind because they were at 419,000 the previous week. Rampage isn't in a great spot, not doing well. But every now and then we come yeah. back to visit. I'm going to piggyback that dynamite to the end of it because we're just going to do one swift AEW thing like a band-aid, right? Doesn't that make sense? Right. That way we can just do one quick. It's like a bikini wax and just one swift motion. <laughs> that way we could do our Ring of Honor voting. So AEW Dynamite episode 182 came to us from St. Louis, Missouri, from the Chai Fets Arena. You start with a singles match: Matt Hardy with Ethan Page against Jack Perry. But being savvy and smart, you got to give that to the veteran, Matt Hardy. I think we see Matt Hardy wrestling Luke Perry's son. Ain't that some shit? To think we're seeing Matt Hardy wrestle. Right. <laughs> he gave up all gimmicks. He's now, he's now no gimmick, Matt. That's his new thing. No gimmick, Matt Hardy. 
I just show up, I go to work, and I go home. That's pretty much my ammo here. Ten for hook. Oh. Go where the hell was MJF watching from? I mean, I'm sorry, not MJF. Where was where was Darby watching from? Right somewhere in some secluded area. What is that? A tablet? Laptop? It's just, it looks just like a little mini screen. He can't carry that with him as many bumps as he takes, right? <laughs> and then comes MJF. Jacob Friedman, MJF. I really didn't appreciate when you interrupted my rebar mitzvah. I mean, on the sly, I don't know what you guys are talking about. You're from St. Louis, okay? Really stuck to my craw. You said that after our match, double or nothing 2020, and our career paths were very different. You had the audacity to say that I just got to waltz my way up to the top of the card. And let me tell you something. No, it's been kind of mid. I don't recall these people ever saying thank you to you, Jack. You have no right to be pissed at me. But I said to you that night, I gave you very, very pertinent advice, Jack. Let me see if I can remember the advice that I got from the great MJF. What did you go on to do? You continued to hang out with Marco Stunted Growth. By the way, <laughs> <laughs> MJF show, Jack Perry show. They might chant your name, Jack, but let me ask you this question. I'm the AEW World Heavyweight Champion. And well, you, you're still just Jungle Boy. Aww. A long time ago, I thought that maybe I wish I was more like you. I wish I could talk like you do. I wish that I didn't care about anybody else but myself. I didn't care about being the most selfish, narcissistic piece of shit. Oh, he used the S word. How many of those do they get? <laughs> Twelve. <laughs> well, at least I won't wake up alone every day and hate the person that I see in the mirror. That was really good to everybody. Give it up for Jungle Boy, huh? Congrats, but it only took you four years to learn how to talk. And by the way, I pulled aside that hot piece of ass girlfriend of yours, Anna Jay. He told me you're weak between the knees. Oh, oh no. Dick jokes are where I draw the line, you piece of shit. Can't explain why the loving makes him weak. Jack Perry, gonna put the exclamation point. No! Oh, 
champion. Max tried to maybe pull something out of Jungle Boy. A drama, everyone talking about what happened with myself and Hangman Page last week. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. Listen, it's so funny seeing him play the baby face because he still comes up as a piece of shit. Right. <laughs> okay, fair enough, fair enough. Listen, grab Hangman's wrist. He's a very powerful guy. When he broke free, I lost my balance. Why would you automatically assume your friend, Hangman Page, attacked me? Like, what is it about your relationship that, that, that you know? You just came off the greatest match, in my opinion, in the history of Dynamite against Vikingo last week. I'm going to go talk to him. I'm going to make everything right. I'm gonna apologize. Yes. Mea culpa. I'm going to apologize. I'm the acclaimed joy of the Jericho Appreciates the Society. A big bill there. Bolton <laughs> Castle. And the boys. But. <laughs> Yo, that one boy got wiped the fuck. Yo, did, did Claudio trip? He might have. He might have trapped over somebody's carcass. <laughs> he busted his ass. Look at him. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh my no, God. you know what oh, fucked no. me up? I was looking at the wrong side. I was looking at Moxley. No, look at Claudio. He bust his ass. <laughs> <right>. <laughs> Approach their business. Yo, he went down so fast. I just thought there was a third boy out there. Oh I my God. I don't know. I didn't catch that. He thought he was a third boy. I didn't catch that when I saw this. It's crazy. Anyway, six-man tag team match: Dalton Castle and the boys, Brandon and Brent, against the Blackpool Combat Club's Claudio Castanoli, John Moxley, and Wheeler Yuta. And it's over. That's how much fucks they get. I don't like that at all, man. I do not like that they treat Dalton Castle the like that. The boys are former six-man champ champs. Why do you have them just get yeah, rammed? They should not like have that. a squash match with, with Ring of Honor alumni that's actually very talented, you know? Like, that was a waste of a match. Out of Bro, we've seen them have give Marco Stun good fucking matches. You know what I mean? You couldn't have given the boys in Dalton Castle a little bit of an exchange? Hangman Adam Page, you were in the ambulance last week after the Young Bucks were attacked on Dynamite. How are the guys doing? Uh, they've uh, they've been better. Nick's, I think, got a separated shoulder, Matt's bicep partially torn. They're home this week, so I just assume they'll heal. Second question, who did this? BBC, of course it was it. Oh, who, hey, who the hell invited you? <laughs> I grabbed your wrist, you pulled it away, I lost my balance, very embarrassed. I'm very embarrassed. I told Kenny I would come out here and make this right. I am truly sorry. Why would I want to get between you and Kenny? You're a great talent. Honestly, say I, I sincerely apologize. I really do. That's rough. Yeah, Callis shoot got opened up. He hit his head or something on the way down. He was unaware that there was a lighting rig right behind him. And he went head first into the lighting rig and it gashed him open. They said it looked like he was hit with a hatchet. The doctor told him that it was so deep that you could see his skull. And he was bleeding everywhere. They took him to the hospital immediately. He was there till 3 a.m. because it took that long to put his head back together. They basically kept him practically overnight. He had to get a bunch of stitches. They said it was bad. 
Like it was really, really. You don't understand. Fuck. They say you could see his skull. Anybody who's ever watched like mixed martial arts or UFC, you know the type of cut they're talking about where you could see through the skull. I thought it was weird. I was thinking, man, they're really trying to make Omega and Hangman hate the Blackpool guys because Don Callis was trying to make peace and do the right thing, and then they had him completely destroyed. I, I somehow, like, I didn't get a good look at first. I thought maybe it was the angle, you know, because later on it plays into things. You know, yeah. but no, that just, wow, bro. That sucks. That fucking sucks. Callis earned the stripes and didn't even mean to. Ain't got a bitch. Like I said, it was done so well that I actually thought I got work there. By the shoot. Tony Schiavone, just a moment ago, right before the break, the Blackpool Combat Club attacked Don Callis and Hangman Adam Page. I don't believe you know. They attacked Don. Yes. And I know you got a big title match coming up, but we thought you should know. Got a match. Blackpool Combat Club. I'm just saying, I wouldn't tell him that before he has a title defense. Yeah, no, that's a little bit steady. IWDP United States Heavyweight Title Match. Kenny Omega defending against Jeff Cobb. Yeah, we'll take the New Japan this evening. Mm-hmm. They still have the Forbidden Door open. Oh, God, I miss seeing Jeff Cobb around. I, I'm, I'm waiting for a good call on him to show up at 2K23. Kotaro Crusher! It's tough with any kind of a rib injury or any kind of a core injury. Cobb's doing right now. Oh, Cobb looks great, man. He's in phenomenal shape. Oh, dude, he looks—he looks fantastic. The time he's been with United Empire has been great for him as well because he's been on fire in Japan. Tour of the Islands. Oh, that wasn't even the Tour of the Isles. That was just a rotation suplex. Oh yeah, you're right. <laughs> like Jeff Cobb is on small boys and girls. That's a big boy. Look at that. He's hitting V triggers over here, huh? Right. Of course, Kenny Callum's tour of the aisles. He, Omega should have hit a tour of the aisles on him. Like, take that. I can't One. believe he won when he angled him, though. <laughs> yeah, got his big ass up. So here's the thing here. So this part, do you do you know what happens here next? Oh, oh yeah. Th- yeah, this. <laughs> I, when, I, when, he, when he showed up, I kind of saw it coming. But at the same time, I was like, no, they're not going to do it yet. They're going to wait a little bit. But what do you nope. mean? Like, everyone's like, I can't believe he turned heel. Aren't those his people? Isn't he in the Blackpool Combat Club? Why is everybody like the king? I guess he some people heel? didn't expect it because he hasn't, like, been with them with them for, like, what, a month or two? I don't know. Maybe I missed something because everybody was like, Brian Danielson turned heel. He was with these guys. Wasn't that the, yeah, <laughs> the fucking group? It, it makes perfect sense. <laughs> The Blackpool Combat Club turned heel a while ago. It's just Brian Danielson wasn't on camera with him until then. But he, he, it was kind of this would have only worked if they would have had like an angle going on where it was like they don't know, kind of like with Jay. Like, is he still with them even though they're doing all stuff? They never did that. So I never thought that he wasn't with them. <laughs> they can't surprise me if they never made me think about that. I just thought he was fucking there, you know? 
They can't Jay Uso this see, out of nowhere. See, 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 you know what happened with that though? See, I, I, I guess I booked that in my own head because in my own head, I'm like, is he even still with them? Not realizing they ain't even bugging on camera. <laughs> This is like the way Warner Brothers cuts their DC movies. Ironically, funny being the parent company of this, this is the way they cut their movies. Where like the only way it makes sense is if you fill in the blanks yourself with shit that's common sense, but other, but then makes the movie suck because it wasn't in it. <laughs> Which is the whole problem with DC fucking stuff. Like the like literally, let's say that that's what happened. That there was a will they won't they thing the whole time. We never saw it. Right. We so when I saw him. so when I saw Brian Anderson, I didn't think, oh shit, who's a, who are his friends now? <laughs> And I just love how, doesn't that kind of make Omega look stupid too? Because the point where it's like, wait a minute, why did you even think for a second you were going to get Psycho Need? Yeah, you know how stables work. You're from Japan. <laughs> I saw you boot at least two people out of your stable. What are you doing, man? I saw people sharing that link around as Brian Danielson turns heel. I repurposed as Brian Danielson helps the Blackpool Combat Club because that's what happened. <laughs> Those are still his friends. doubt that you guys are one of the best tag teams we'll ever see in this generation sad thing about it is it took you 19 years to get to that point we've held the aew tag team titles as many times as you guys and we showed up week after week you guys took time off and used that time to bitch and politic for this title shot ftr i want you to look in our eyes when we tell you this you used to be our heroes when we met you now we hate you we've respected one person our whole lives that's our father <laughs> next week careers Verse titles. Your tagline actually makes sense. Top guys out. AEW. Oh, they stole their top guys outline. But it hits different because if they lose, they're really out. Haha, I like that. AW International title match. Orange Cassidy defending against the Butcher. I really thought they were just gonna let him orange punch him and then go home. Why not? They fucked up Dalton Castle that way, right? Look at that barricade bumps. Don't see those very often. Right? He looks like a butcher. That's why they call him that. They were just, one day somebody was like, You look like a butcher. And he just stuck with He doesn't do any butcher stuff. He looks like he has bodies in his basement. Yeah. yeah I don't see any hero sandwiches. He looks like he killed somebody. <laughs> I don't see any hero sandwiches. Just dead by. What is those cold cuts made out of, Butcher? <laughs> A guy named Cole. <laughs> I cut coal for these. <laughs> I cut coal. Now I got cold cuts. There you go. These are the most authentic ones you could get. Most cold cuts aren't made out of 100% coal. <laughs> oh, God. oh, that was great. Cassidy goes over. Big surprise there. We'll jump ahead past all of this because the next match is Ruby Soho with Saray and Tony Storm against Willow Nightingale. It's new, Will it's new, it's new Ruby that we don't hate. Because she's a bitch now. <laughs> Her wrestling hasn't gotten better. No, unfortunately not. At least now she's a raging bitch, so I have something to like about her. 
Yeah, suck having this big bitch just throwing you all over the place. Yeah, effortlessly. Like, fuck, man. Like, <laughs> effortlessly. Saray is so sneaky. I love how she plays it off. She hits the ground. She's like, haha. I love those knees. I think my favorite spot hers. What's, they made Willow look strong and they make Ruby look like shit because she needed all the help in the world to be able to get this win. She needed every possible aspect of she, she needed that. She needed the distraction. Watch how many help. Watch how much help she gets to, for this win. This makes it look terrible. She is clearly the fall guy in this faction. Oh! <laughs> they had to help over there. They had to help her here. And they had to hold her feet up there. Nope, there. <laughs> <laughs> Three times, like the same 30 second window. Like, I like heels and everything, but damn, Ruby. Where has your life gone where Riho's the one coming out stage? Without her pipe bat. So now it's just. Unless somebody had to come out and save Riho, ain't that some shit? Women's champion. Yo, the way she threw that that lariat, did it not look like Tony's life flash for her eyes? Like. Mm -hmm. That. I've never seen somebody who it looks scarier when they miss the move. She did one of those. <laughs> she did one of those. Corredo, you know? I bet you that died if she made contact. You're lucky you got the fuck out of there. That's what they're trying to tell you there. She is obviously moving off full circuit. Well, these two men, Daniel Garcia and Adam Hotcom, or in the VR apps, coverage starts at 7 p.m. Eastern. Shaded with Ring of Honor. I mean, he. Okay. Adam Cole's back. Fuck yes. Back in the ring, right? Really cool. Oh, yeah. And Daniel Garcia is here too. <laughs> Unfortunately, he was a J in this one because it wasn't about him. <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. This is his return match, right? Yeah, this is his return match. Yep, first time in nine months. Glad he's alright again. That was a long time to be out, man. He was out almost as long as he was in. Oh my god, yeah. He got a bad, bad concussion, but it's good to see him back, though. Yeah, you gotta be careful about that kind of shit. Concussions are no joke. Now everybody can take drop kicks from Okada. Your brain tissue doesn't heal the way the rest of your body does, that's why. Oh no. Boom! And Britt comes out. Yeah. expression on Chris's face right there, and he's checking on Garcia, barely acknowledging Adam Cole. 
what we just saw. We can't let this take right. away from that dynamite was hold on look at Jericho He's still kind of looking over his shoulder here. Jericho doesn't do anything rash But I promise you that Well still again come on fans you remember how to do this Very cool Good stuff Mm-hmm 833,000 viewers with a point twenty eight in the 18 to 49 demographic down from the 954,000 the week before. Nowhere near a million. Nope. They get average ratings. They get indie ratings. You know? To be honest with you. Yeah. And no, see, I'm coming back will not fix it. Yeah, no, it isn't. I'm just so over that. If anything, that's probably what sunk them with the reputation that they got from all of that, you know? Yeah, you don't want poison in your company because that's just going to make things worse, especially when you're struggling already with good stuff. All right. Well, Ring of Honor, Supercard of Honor. What time is it again? Supercard of Honor will be 7 p.m. starting time. With a kickoff at six, right? Correct. First match Hiroshi Tanahashi against Daniel Garcia. The ace. Still in this bitch. Jesus Christ. I feel like he's been wrestling forever. <laughs> uh. mm. I know, right? You know, I think this one is going to be uh, Daniel Garcia. The last few times I watched uh, New Japan, one thing that's always been kind of like on the emphasis is that Tanahashi's in that phase of his career where it's like when you're at the top long enough, you start to slowly go back down. Yeah, I've mentioned that to you. So, yeah, I would say Daniel Garcia for the rub, maybe. Yeah, I mean, hey, not, not many things do great for your career like saying you beat Hiroshi Tanahashi. I guess a hell of a feather in the cap. Next up is the Ring of Honor Pure Championship match. Wheelie Utah against Shibata. I never thought I would see this, let alone Man, the Ring of Honor. It's still, it's just now some starting to get to the point where like it feels real again that Shibata's back. Because we did not think we were going to get him back. Hmm. <laughs> My heart wants Shabbat to win this so bad, but I mean, BCC just turned heel, so yeah, you you just gonna take this. He's gonna have to do something Konami, though. He's not gonna beat him clean. Yeah, I would give it to you too. I mean, Shabbat is not sticking around, right? It's not like Shabbat is all elite or any of that shit, right? Yeah, and he he doesn't wrestle at like every event. He just shows up kind of sporadically still. Agreed. Yeah, I'm right there with and you. And once again, hell of a feather in Judas cap. You know, he beat Katori Shibata. Okay, moving along. We have the Ring of Honor World Six-Man Championship match. Um, 
I know AR Fox. We've <laughs> <laughs> got the For embassy. Once, I actually know all these guys because I see all of the rest. I mean, I see it on the graphic. You got the embassy. Yeah, I've uh, seen I've seen Blake Christensen a few times in ROH. Shit, of course. I mean, Grand we, Metal League. We've seen him. God knows how many times. He has the rights to the name Metal League, not Grand Metal League. So he's Metal League here. So yeah, we know Grand Metal League. We know Blake Christian from appearance, and I know AR Fox from years. And then on the other yeah. side, um, Cage and uh, Gates of Agony. Yeah, I don't know the Gates of Agony too well. And I know Prince Nana better than all of them. Yeah, they, the Gates of Agony, I remember they showed up near the tail end of the previous incarnation of ROH. I mean, I'm not excited about this at all. I mean, who should win? What the, what the hell? What is this? I mean, I'm assuming that the guys with the titles are going to keep it. I'd like to see AR Fox get a championship in ROH. Yeah. Em- Embassy's, had a, Embassy's had him for a decent amount of time, so it wouldn't hurt him to lose him. Nah. I don't, I don't think that, I mean... But none of these guys are even are any of these guys signed to Ring of Honor or part of Ring of Honor? Like, I believe all of them are. Really, Metalik? I think so. Well, I don't know. I don't know about Metalik. I know Blake Christensen because I've seen him show up some um, on a few different ROHs. I've seen AR Fox on Dynamite. I know AR Fox. I need to do a Ring of Honor. Yeah, I was just say yeah. AR Fox. See, AR Fox and Metalik. I'm not sure. I don't think that team's gonna go over, man. That's that seems too too random uh, not that I care either way there's like nothing established right, yeah. <laughs> you know but I just don't see it I don't see it yeah. happening yeah yeah I'll go embassy alright next up we have the AAA mega championship El Ijo Vikingo who we saw recently bouncing all over the place against Commander Yep, got to see both of these guys in the past month. Oh, sweet Jesus! This is going to be a highlight reel. Yeah, El Ijo de I Vikingo. think uh, Kingo's going to retain. Me too. Like I, I've seen, I've seen him. I, I looked back on a few uh, Commander matches. Dude's incredible. But after that display, for Kingo had on Dynamite. Yeah, they're, <laughs> they're going to have know, him retain this one. I don't really know much about the AAA Mega Championship to know where it's been or how long Vikingo's had it. To be fair. You know, he's had it um, the better part of a year and maybe year, year and a half because he he won it after um, Omega relinquished it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so he, he's had it for though, a huh? good, good amount of time. And AAA Mega Champions tend to have long reigns. He's the guy I know, so I'll go. I'll go with him. <laughs> good logic. <laughs> Next, we have the Ring of Honor World TV Championship match. Samoa Joe against Mark Briscoe. I'm definitely going Mark. Not just because, obviously, with everything Mark Briscoe's been through, it'd be great for him to finally get the TV title. Mark Briscoe's never beaten Samoa Joe before. So just in the long-term history of ROH, that would be cool for Mark to get that monkey off his back. Because only Jay ever beat uh, Joe between those two. 
Yeah, I mean, I couldn't see them having their first Ring of Honor pay-per-view back with everything that we know and the history of what's happened and now Mark Briscoe being there. I just kind of feel like it would be a feel-good moment for Mark to have the, the, a singles title here, you know what I mean? Again, yeah, especially because as long as I've been watching ROH, I always remember him chasing after that title. I think I saw him challenge Jay Lethal probably four or five times for that belt, and yeah, he could. never managed to get it. So it'd be cool in honor of his brother. Not only does he, of course, get that monkey off his back with beating Samoa Joe, but then he finally gets the TV title. Yeah, I almost couldn't imagine him not getting it in this particular instance, you know? Yeah, Joe's had a decent run. He, he'll be fine without it. Awesome. All right, give me a sec here. Next up. We have the Reach for the Sky ladder match. The Kingdom against Aussie Open, against Top Flight, against Roosh, and Dralistico against the Lucha Bros. You know me, I'm going for my boys, Lucha Brothers. I can't remember the last time they lost the tag team ladder match. Yeah, I could see the I could see them winning it too. And it'd be fitting too because Mark specifically picked them to be in this match. So it's like that's a high bar you gotta set. Or the fact that like the guy whose brother this is in honor of, he put you in this match himself. Hmm. That is true too. This is gonna be nuts, that's for sure, too, though. Cause like, oh god, top flight and all the opener in this. Oh god. Yeah, top flight's not ready yet. Not yet. They're they're almost there, but not quite yet. They're just getting to the point where they can both stay healthy. So, and the winner of this becomes the Ring of Honor Tag Team Champions, right? Yep. And um, also one thing I did here today, when it comes to tra- tra- when it comes to um, traditional two on two tag team matches, Mark said he's done. He'll do six mans, multi ones like that. But when it comes to just regular, he's not doing them anymore. That's interesting. So no more tag teaming for him. Yeah, which I mean, I guess I could see it making sense because he's only ever teamed with his brother. And when it's when it's a situation like that, it I guess you almost don't feel right team with anybody else. I was wondering if they were going to do the exact opposite, get him right back on the horse and pair him up with somebody else and see if there's chemistry there. But I guess they don't want to LOD. And remember LOD had that? Okay. I was there for LOD and Heidenreich. All right. I, rem- I, I saw them live. Never again. Good old LOD. What LOD did oh, what the fuck? What LOD did you say say uh what LOD did you did you uh see live? Uh L- uh Animal and Heidenreich. You remember that one? Yes, I do. But I was thinking Okay, I, just, I was <laughs> I was thinking of the draws one though. So you got oh yeah, draw. I I wouldn't even watch it when draws happen, but I always hear about draws. Yeah, they just randomly put him in LOD. You never seen that last angle that they did for Hawk before he died, where he was a drunk. Yeah. I, oh no, I I saw. I like when going back and watching old stuff. I saw like when they pushed him off the Tron. Oh the yeah, fucking Tron. I was like, if you've seen that stupid thing. And then when he went up on the turnbuckle to do the Doomsday device, but he was so drunk that he was facing the other way. 
Yeah, and like Animal just, I think he went over with a power slam. I remember that shit. Unbelievable. Stacey says Realistico and Roosh. That'd be intriguing. I mean, Roosh is a former ROH world champion, so it's not out of the realm of possibility. I can only see three teams winning this. Aussie Open are already uh, New Japan Tag Team Champions, so they don't need it. But the Kingdom are former ROH Tag Champions, so it's a possibility with them. Lucha Brothers, obviously, I mean, it's the Lucha Brothers. And then Drillistico and Rush make sense as well, because they've been a long-time team. They're brothers, and Rouge is the former ROH World Champion. Mm-hmm. This one definitely has the potential to be a show stealer, though, that's for sure. Oh, yeah. Like this. <laughs> Have fun topping this one. Yeah, I don't know. I I don't think the Lucha Bros because they're committed to AEW. Oh, yeah, you're right. Mm. And the fans will never forgive them if they try to freaking Dalton Castle and the boys on Dynamites on there. I think maybe the Kingdom, man. Yeah, they're former. They've been there. They've been there before. So, yeah, fuck it, Kingdom. I'm going to go Kingdom on this one. You want to get your tag team division over? I mean, hey, have an OG tag team come back and win the titles. And now that I think about it, it would be another cool thing because the King, the last time we saw the Kingdom wrestle ROH, it was against the Briscoes. Very true. So that would be kind of cool. All right. Finally. Oh, wait. I think I went to the wrong thing. Sorry. Go Menasai. There we go. Ring of Honor World Championship at Claudio against Eddie Kingston. Not just yet, Eddie. Not just yet. No. See, the only reason I say not just yet is just because we just had this thing on Dynamite with uh, Blackpool. And being that two of their members are both on the card, I can't see them doing that and then them turning around and losing. It's like if it wasn't for the timing, I would have gone. If if if, if that thing on, on Dynamite didn't happen, I was going to go Eddie Kingston. Just because he's a long-time ROH guy. I think these guys feud, what, 15 years ago? And that's kind of like the story along this match. That's a rematch 15 years in the making, so... Yeah, I think Claudio retains. I don't know if they. I mean, I don't think they're gonna give. I'm. You know what, man? It wouldn't surprise me though if Eddie Kingston becomes the freaking champ there. It wouldn't be a shock, right? That's what makes it kind of tough. It wouldn't even be a shock if he pulled the trigger. Yeah, man. I want to go Eddie Kingston here. I want to go. I mean, Claudio hasn't done much for me in his couple of runs here. And honestly, with every since we first saw Eddie Kingston show up in AEW, the work he's put in. The better shape he's gotten himself in. Dude deserves it. Like it, it would be great for Eddie to come back home to Ring of Honor, and the first thing he does is win the world title. I'm gonna go Eddie on this one then. Yeah, Eddie. All right, once again, guys, tomorrow night, 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Line Time begins the watch along. It'll be probably possibly this. 
you know, very possibly this. We'll have to see where the night takes us. But I think this is what we're going to be doing. We'll have to catch SmackDown and everything else later on, but we will. So, there are your predictions for the Ring of Honor show. Supercard of Honor. All right, guys. We're almost there. We've covered a lot of stuff. Been insane. We're almost to the end. Christ in heaven. <laughs> this weekend's going to be crazy. <laughs> mm hmm. Okay, let's touch a couple more stories before we bring this home with Raw and our WrestleMania predictions. Give me a sound just organizing things in a nice way here. <laughs> Make it look pretty. We have class here, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you could say that. So <laughs> There was a cameo fan here that asked for a cameo from MJF, and this is his story. Oh, no. Since I'm headed to WrestleCon this week, I decided to get a cameo from MJF, where I asked him to cut a promo on all the stupid trolls that keep giving me a hard time in the hobby for collecting wrestling cards. Check it out. Hey, this is for the great curator. So apparently what he wanted to do was uh, essentially defend him from hobby trolls who make fun of him for collecting wrestling cards. Never in my life have I met such a fucking loser that they had to pay me an absurd amount of money to defend them from bullies. How about this? How about I just bully you? You are a loser, bud. If you collect wrestling cards, you're a fucking virgin. So congrats. I'm sure you haven't lost your virginity yet. And quite frankly, wrestling great curator, I'm sure you never will. Go to hell. Thanks for giving me your money. Goodbye. I know he's exaggerating, but that face was wonderful. Goodbye. What the hell was that? Fuck you, MJF. I can't believe I paid five hundred dollars for that. Since I'm yeah, thanks, thanks a lot, buddy. Because ever since you said that, he bumped it up to six hundred per cameo. <laughs> Fuck it up for everybody else. He ruined it now. There go my weekend plans. Hope all your cards fall in the toilet, top. <laughs> so in a bit of a... I, I guess our only bit of morbid news we have this week. It's being reported that... uh. If you remember Sarah Lee, who passed away recently, basically an insider said that uh, Sarah Lee was heavily drinking the night she died and was later found by her husband, Corey James Weston, who goes by the rig name West Weston Blake. He just come back from work in Orlando. He took the kids somewhere and came back and found her. It was sudden. It wasn't intentional. It was accidental. She was never a person that would do this, according to the insider. There were never any signs. It sounds like she drank herself to death. Yeah. Alcohol poison. Oh, that's unfortunate. That's why I don't like alcohol. I'm not a fan at all. I, I used to drink, obviously, but 
Not anymore. Not for a long time. There's better things to do, man. It's too dangerous. Literal poison. Well, yeah, that is an unfortunate situation. Oh, yeah. Most definitely. Becky Lynch appeared on the Tommy Turnin show to promote WrestleMania. We have, like, a clip from that. What's your character like? The man. The man? Yeah. It's, 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 you're, you're, you're the man, Becky Lynch. Yes. And why are you called the man, Becky Lynch? Because, because for a long time, in in my industry, in other industries, in other sporting industries, the top person of of the industry has been called the man. And until until now, they've been a man. Yeah, yeah. I'm the man. I'm the man. For, I'm the man. <laughs> All of a sudden, I was transported to some Italian restaurant <laughs> in New York, and I'm meeting the head of the mafia. And I'm thinking, is this his missus turning up before he does? And I'll the put my goes, ring no. on my pinky finger. <laughs> what? Yikes. She's the man. <laughs> the man. So Snoop Dogg's golden title has bounced around a few times that I've ignored because I can't keep track of it. Every single fucking week. Oh, we managed to track <laughs> it down. A little bit. We managed to track it down again. Don't know who these people are. This would call it's with the Amp World Squad. Who the fuck's that? No clue. Alright, well they have it. Amp World and we got Snoop Dogg's golden title. Who the fuck's that? I don't know, but they know Snoop Dogg got away with murder, right? <laughs> and this WWE shared this, and it says the WWE Golden Title is in the Amp World Squad. How is Snoop Dogg gonna get it back before WrestleMania? Amp World about to turn. I'm missing that sound. Anyway, yeah, that title's been making the rounds all season, huh? Yeah, I've seen I've seen I've seen a couple of people get their hands on it. So this has resurfaced, and it's funny because we were looking for this a few months back. But if you guys recall, uh, back in WWE, back before 2016, um, Cody Rhodes tried to do a different gimmick that was apparently inspired by Tony Stark's. And, like, the clip has resurfaced. So for anyone who didn't see it the first time. You know that John Cena claims that 71% of the revenue made off WWE merchandise solely comes from him. And WWE staff, hopefully, is not naive enough to think supply is created from demand because it's not like you go to a WWE live event. Oh, that's right. And you see seven John Cena t-shirt options and only one Cody Rhodes option. That has nothing to do with supply nor demand. It has nothing to do with jealousy. This is, it's about reality. For those of you who may be uninformed, I'm Eden. You know, my baby. Arguably the hardest working man in this entire company. However, he still does not have a tour bus. Rey Mysterio shows up maybe 10, 15 days out of the year and he has a beautiful tour bus. Where's our tour bus? Cody Rhodes is practically a diplomatic icon in Egypt. He is an international superstar. However, my baby still rides 
coach. Hello? What are we missing here? He's not some indie darling. Cody Rhodes is the heir to the Rhodes dynasty. All I know is this. For the past eight years, we've been hearing that Cody Rhodes, that my baby, is the future of the WWE. Well, the future began the moment I opened my mouth. And when I opened my mouth, I in turn opened your eyes, didn't I? I don't think it aged very well. Nah. Nah. <laughs> well, it was good to go back and reminisce. Maybe they didn't like it when they saw it. It looked good when we first saw it, but that was years ago. It just didn't age well. It was so shiny and baby face. I was blonde haired and war torn. Good lord. Rough stuff. Ring of Honor has recently revealed their Honor Club subscriber count. And it says it's about, if I'm reading correctly, it's about 15,000 subscribers. Service currently has about 15,000 subscribers. It's the highest number in their history. It increased from the 12,000 that it already had. That's, that's that's astronomically low for a service. Right. Article's been, article's been around for a while. You know, I wouldn't celebrate that number. So yeah, it's higher, but Jesus Christ. Yeah, they gotta push that shit. I don't know what they... I mean, I can't justify the service, honestly. Not, not even for their weeklies. Not like their weeklies were that great. You know, I think right. you, you still have to buy the pay-per-views, right? Yeah. Yeah, it just doesn't work, man. It doesn't work for me. Not with the amount of different services and things there are right now that are like... Like, how much is it again? It's like, I think 11 a month, I want to say. Hmm. Somewhere in that range. It's Yeah, like I said, it's it's a competitive market out there when it comes to those kind of services. Amen to that. Doggy dog world. All right, I think we're about ready to talk about Raw so that we could then talk about WrestleMania coming up this upcoming week. So, WrestleMania Raw as they call it, episode 1557, came to us from Phoenix, Arizona's Footprint Center. To the sold-out Footprint Center for WrestleMania Raw. The Miz is in. Miz TV opens the show. The host of WrestleMania himself, The Miz. Let's get to it. Let's bring out my guest, the WWE Women Tag Team Champion. What an ovation in Phoenix. And more continues to be made. 
I love how in this walk down the ramp, you don't see it there, but Becky's kind of walking on her own. Like, you see, do you think Trish and Lee are the champs? Lynch, what I want to know is what does it feel like to know you couldn't do it yourself? You sound like a very insecure man with notoriously tiny balls. They are not tiny. They are massive. I don't get along with too many people. And so when people fight for me, I fight for them. Lita, Trish, why now? Why make your return just to play backup to Becky Lynch? I kind of feel like one half of the tag team champion. Bailey, Dakota Kai, and Io Sky. Oh, look, Bailey's been wearing Juice Robinson's pajamas. <laughs> WrestleMania is just another match. He's just trying to cloak that ass. Lita, you guys are in this ring acting like you still mean something Didn't work. 20 years ago. Not at all. Flannel cake. She means something right now. Now our dream is to take out the top woman of this division. You ain't doing nothing. You're not doing nothing but being a lackey. I thought this was going to end. <laughs> Yeah, she's right. They, they, that promo was a little bit cut there, but I love that she was like, You were a champion in NXT. You were unstoppable. Now you're a lackey. You don't do nothing. You do nothing. You don't do nothing. <laughs> like the shit. I was like, Wow. Hey, motherfucker, didn't you pin Charlotte in NXT? What the fuck? <laughs> I like Becky's. I've always liked Becky's flying forearm here because you notice that she extends her legs all the way when she hits the ropes. I've never seen somebody hit a flying forearm like that. That's fucking crazy. It's like a missile, right? She doesn't land on her knees, though. She's flying, literally. She took the flying palm. She does her flying forearm. forearm like Roman does his spear. She is parallel with the ground. Nice. Put away Eo Sky here to kick out by Eo. Manhandle slam, great counter by Eo. Oh my! Living up to her name. I love how Eo snaps with her with her drop kicks and her foot stomps. For the win now, Becky Lynch still alive. Oh, this weekend at WrestleMania, Sky tonight, extremely impressive. Wow. Rough. And Eo making it look effortless. Moon salt. Here it comes. Oh, you are lucky. You could have lost your life there. Well, Logan Paul has sucker punched you and knocked you out not once, but twice in recent weeks. Do you have anything left to say to him ahead of your match one on one this weekend at WrestleMania? Actually, Steph has nothing nice to say, so he's not going to say anything. I just want to help you see the more positive side. Listen, Logan and his crew had no idea who you even were before the Royal Rumble. And now they can't wait to see if he's going to land another one of those lucky punches. You need to start thinking more positive, Ali. <laughs> 
I get it. Positive Ali. Yeah, genius. Uh, I could get my guy on staff for you, work on your drip game a little bit, or, 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 uh, so remember all those months ago when I was running around with the United States title yeah. and you were begging me for a fight? Tonight is your night, Mustafa Ali. We're set freaking. Yeah, we could have said fight. Beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> That's not what I was. Too late, motherfucker. Think positive. <laughs> we out here. <laughs> Think positive. I'm positive you're screwed. <laughs> They're just finding different ways to make Mustafa Ali lose. <laughs> it's like a gang. But let's be perfectly honest, Rollins. Rollins was humiliated and dropped. Find all the dancing and all the smiling. Oh, fire. Seth Rollins. This close to WrestleMania. Who knows what it could mean? At least he still got to. It wasn't a squash match, believe it or not. Like, there was a lot of back and forth here. Yeah. He looked like if you didn't know what was going on, he had a chance. That was fucked up. Yeah, he gave him a tree of wool curb stomp. And then a regular one just because. Well, it was kind of squashy, I guess. When you literally. It was squashy in the sense of, like, you know, it, it was like a countdown. Like, all right, when's the storm coming? And he's dead. I'm told Piper Niven doesn't have anything to do with you, but listen to me. I've been looking at the No, no, no. I don't have time for I that. I could not have said that better myself. You know what I think it is with Adam? I did his job better than he did his job. So something happened with Carmella that nobody knows? Apparently. That's funny. Let's swap her out. <laughs> no information on what the hell it could be? It's not a temporary thing? I haven't heard anything. It was just one moment, it's like, boop, she's gone. I was like, oh. I figure out who's going to be the last team in this qualifying match, and it struck me. You two. Yeah, you two. Why not? Call yourselves, I don't know, the complaint department. But if you want to earn your way into WrestleMania, you can do it tonight. But it's me, Chan and Candice LeRae. Winning team becomes the final team in the showcase match at WrestleMania. First thing you've ever done well. Thank you. Can I have my office back? Okay. And we're going to make it official with a weigh-in. <laughs> That's what we were hoping for was a fucking Brock Lesnar weigh-in. You see, Brock, Brock Lesnar, many times you have stepped in this ring at previous WrestleManias, conquered some of the greatest that this business has ever seen. You cannot suplex him. You will not defeat him at WrestleMania. 410 pounds. Look at that. The bad man, but you are a 
Lesnar ain't hanging around for no introduction. The Nigerian giant, such a unique threat. Let's go straight for a moss. Say fuck your way. Yeah. Who do you think you're a hardcore Holly? Look at that, he tried to hit him with it like if it was a bat. I love that, using the weight machine. You mean the scale, right? <laughs> That's how we call machines that give weight. I'm trying to make that sound fancy. You just sound dumb. We have a response to the SmackDown Women's Champion Charlotte Flair saying that she plans to continue her storied legacy by defeating you at WrestleMania. There's no denying how great Charlotte Flair's legacy is. But I don't have to be reminded every single week that she's a 14-time women's champion. Her legacy will not define my destiny. I must prove that I am the best. I must become the biggest star here in this industry. It comes down to Charlotte's legacy against my destiny. Charlotte can't stop me from becoming the new SmackDown Women's Champion at WrestleMania. Beware, Charlotte. Edge. Will be every team for themselves. Tonight it's four on four. Edge. It was always going to be this way, wasn't it? You and I dragging each other to the lonely, wicked structure inside Hell in a Cell. You say you thrive in the cell. You say you were baptized in the cell. And now you want to lock yourself inside the cell with me. Don't you know there is nothing more dangerous? than a caged demon. So Edge, go to your dark place, light your candles, do whatever it is you need to do to unlock it. I don't summon my demons. My demons are always here. You just have to look closely. You know, we're definitely getting the demon at WrestleMania, you know? I love the way they, I, I, I always love Balor's demon promo. Good jump ahead here. Get an eight-man tag team at Braun Strowman, Ricochet, and the Street Profits, Angela Dawkins, and Montez Ford against Alpha Academy's Chad Gable and Otis with the Viking Raiders, Eric and Ivar with Valhalla. Viking shoes. Right, the Viking shoes. I like that. He's gonna need new friends because Otis is gonna be heading off to become OTs. Oh, okay, this was fun. Oh. Yeah, it's a nice little pre-WrestleMania match. That's what it felt like. There's a bunch of chaos for the sake of chaos. Yeah, yeah, fuck it, right? Oh, that was gorgeous. Oh, I'm so glad the Vikings went back just fucking people up and not getting beaten up backstage all the time. Right. They went back to being a formidable threat. They all smile and shit. Oh, he felt the need to jump so high up for that hot tag. At least he did it without anything bad happening to him. 
which means it was a failure. <laughs> I look forward to that spot just to see what something fucked up. Accepting tonight's match against Solo Sokoa, you put yourself in a vulnerable position. I love this position. I understand the question, though. Solo Sokoa is uh, undefeated, like myself. Now, if Mr. Heyman and Roman were standing right here, you'd probably need to ask them, though, do they think I have a chance tonight against Solo? Do they think I even have a chance at WrestleMania? Tackle maniacally and their Samoan Goodfellas aesthetic. I'd follow up and say, why is it so important, Mr. Heyman, that I wrestle the enforcer of the bloodline? And he always has an enforcer six days away from the big one. I think it's because they know. The fire didn't start when I came back at AT&T Stadium. That would be a discredit to where I've gone and what I've done. I have no intention of letting it go out. Not only have I earned it, I have lived it. Tonight, Dolo Sokoa finds out he's not ready. At WrestleMania, I defeat Roman Reigns and become the undisputed WWE Universal Champion. Uh-oh. You are so funny. <laughs> what do you mean I'm funny? Let's get the whole thing up there. What do you say? Yeah, because this this was wonderful. My tribal chief, you are so funny. What do you mean I'm funny? What? What do you mean by that? I'm funny. I sound funny to you? No, that's not what I mean at all. It's, it's the way you cut a promo. It's the way you sell tickets. The way you sell WrestleMania. It's, it's funny. It's, it's funny. I'm funny to you. Like a tribal clown. <laughs> hey, Oos, I think you got this all wrong. Yeah, man, just hold up, Oos. I think, no. He's a wise man. He knows what he said. Explain him how I'm funny to you. You know. No, I don't know. You said it. That I'm a funny guy. That I'm here to amuse you. Right? That's what you said, isn't it? It's just when he... <laughs> you, had a, you better watch this guy. You better watch it. I don't know about this guy. Every oh. once in a while, I wonder... <laughs> Who's this guy? <laughs> is this a check? Get this guy out of here. <laughs> that, that, that was Eddie Thorpe, New Japan Pro Wrestling. Yeah. Carl Fredericks. Tribal chief. <laughs> That's great. Got, all right. Yeah. <laughs> that just got weird. Well, awkward ass don't they end that all in anyway. <laughs> oh man. Anyway, we know, we know, we were there. Saturday at WrestleMania, I lose everything. 
According to you, John Cena. For some reason, you seem to have thought that you've exposed me right here on this mic. You showed the entire world that the one thing that John Cena can't see, it's, it's like you wanted to hit me with a reality check trying to tell me that, John, you're probably wondering why I'm in this arena all alone. I don't do this for some kid growing up that wants to be the next Austin Theory. Don't do this to be the next John Cena. I do this because I had a purpose way before anybody had an opinion about me. But you know what you did, John? You had to make this personal because John Cena, I am gonna make you believe in Austin Theory. And that's all gonna happen oh so very soon this Saturday at WrestleMania. The greatest event in live entertainment. And for anyone too young, that was freaking uh, Goodfellas and Roman Reigns was doing Joe Pesci's role <laughs> as far as uh, the bloodline thing goes. Go watch it, good movie. WrestleMania showcase qualifying tag team match Candice LeRae and Meechin against Chelsea Green and Sonya Deville. Solidify her status. Oh, no reasons. Just because. Because fuck it. Chelsea Green and Sonya Deville go over, which leads me to believe that it was going to be Carmella if she didn't disappear suddenly. And uh, freaking Corey Graves calls them Karen Mania at the pin. Oh, God. Maybe that'll be the name of the stable without offending Karens. By existing, you offend Karens. So. This is true. There's no argument there. <laughs> Are you breathing in this neighborhood, sir? Yes, bitch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> See what you did, Carmelo? Now Sony Deville going to wrestle Karen Mania all the way. When Rey Mysterio reluctantly in the end was pushed over the edge. Paul Heyman. Now, Mr. Heyman, I was hoping that I could get your response to Cody Rhodes' words from earlier this evening. Though he walks through the shadow, Cody Rhodes fears no tribal chief because Cody Rhodes is not ready. Why is it so important to fight solo six days before WrestleMania main event? It's not important. It's relevant because Solo is ready to weaken Cody Rhodes. Solo is not here to compete. Roman Reigns is ready and rise to those occasions and get any advantage that he can on the island of relevancy. And that, he is the difference between Roman Reigns and Cody Rhodes. Roman Reigns came to his wise man and he said, wise man, I'm, I'm ready. Cody Rhodes that we've known our whole lives who will have these puppy dog eyes Sunday night at WrestleMania because Cody Rhodes has never been ready. Cody Rhodes was never ready to be the man of this generation to take the beating that will be inflicted upon him by Solo tonight. It's Friday face-to-face -face at SmackDown so that when Cody Rhodes enters the ring Sunday night is to lose to Roman Reigns. I implore you for the greatest moment when in the glory of your own defeat, when you disappointed the WWE Universe to acknowledge Roman Reigns in the main event this Sunday of WrestleMania.
I thought you were a deadbeat then. You really are a deadbeat. Everyone saw the video of you attacking me. <laughs> I love it. We'll really know what a failure. <laughs> that was great. You really are. Mi madre y mi hermana nunca, nunca me soportaban a mí. Siempre escogían al lado de mi padre. He said that his mother and his sister never take his side. They always take the side of his father. Mother sits there and does nothing. I should have told her to shut up a long time ago. I've never said this out loud, but I wish Eddie was my real father. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. First, he faces Damian Priest of the Judgment Day next. Cannot wait for Stan and deliver Saturday afternoon, but tonight, watching on from ringside. What a roller coaster of material. I won't hit you, son. What a roller coaster of emotion for Ray. It's Hall of Fame, Heel Son. I assure you, WrestleMania. It's crazy. Priest now at pace. Oh, hooked by Ray. Island up. Oh, baby. Oh. Kicks out. In the ring. No. And of course, they get thrown out here. Legato the Fantasma baby faces now. Yeah. And guess it's what? Two Zima Ion sides this week. Exactly. Zima Ion again. For anyone who forgot, Zima Ion's out there. He was helping Ray. And there it is. Andre the Giant Battle Royal list that we went over earlier. You better be taking notes because yeah. I am a lock to win this thing. Okay. You're Mr. Glove. I'm going to do that. I didn't see you there. Okay. But I'll see you Friday. Sing. The battle will over. <laughs> he was talking all that good shit just a second ago. Yeah, that's what I said. Yeah. I'll see you Friday. See, this is going to be super... <laughs> Made a lot of enemies there. I'd say it's been a pretty emotional year. After everything that's happened between us and the Usos and everything else, it's we're now finding ourselves less than a week away from the biggest tag team championship match of all time. Los Angeles, because there's a big part of the story there that not everybody knows. But Los Angeles is the city where we first got our big break, became a team. And now, after all these years, after everything that's happened with us, it all comes full circle and we walk back into Los Angeles as a team. Every fight we've, we've had together, every fight we've had alongside each other, get to the next level, going forward, going upward. But this weekend, it doesn't get any better, it doesn't get any bigger. Biggest tag team title match of all time, you're right. It's us against the Usos, the longest reigning tag team champions, best team in WWE. And we're going to do it in Los Angeles, in the city where we got our first big break. Biggest thing we can achieve together, undisputed tag team champions. And we're doing it at WrestleMania. The sold out footprint center here in Phoenix. And for no reason at all, Dolph Ziggler gets to fight Gunther. That was so fast. I, mean, I guess. I guess you've gone through a win before Mania. Like. What the fuck is Ziggler still doing here? Like. 
What are those pink pants still doing on him? <laughs> Look like somebody just molded putty to his ass. <laughs> it looks like the, it looks like half of the body suits in Evangelion. Oh, 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 you saw that shit? Wait. Oh yeah, he did hell. He. Yeah, his body looked like like the pixels and polygons didn't fucking animate correctly, right? <laughs> you know what it looked like? You know what it looked like Ziggler was doing? You remember the insurance claim game in the Saints Row games? Oh shit, Quest said he lagged! Dude, it looked like... <laughs> yo, it, he hit him so hard, it looked like Gunther clipped through him. <laughs> Look at oh. that shit! <laughs> <laughs> I can't fucking believe how hard he is. Yo, can somebody clip just this part? Because that was fantastic. Yeah, his fucking body, dude. That motherfucker chopped the father, the son, and the Holy Ghost out of him. Good <laughs> God. Hold the fuck on, wait. Go see it again, right? It's not even just. Drew McIntyre to defend my Intercontinental Championship against both of you. It's just the camera it's angle. Dead. It's just the fucking camera angle. Oh my god. Yo, that's the screenshot. That's the fucking screenshot. I just grabbed it. I just grabbed it. I can't believe. Hey, you know what? <laughs> I'm, I, 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 I'm, I'm giving this one to Quest. Quoting it. He lagged. Oh my god, I can't believe how he looked. Dude, I've never I've been seeing Walter chop people for years. I've never seen somebody just die like that. Oh my god. Cody Rhodes. Oh versus no! Hold on. T-Quest said put Simba next to Dolph. I'm done. Oh god. Cody Rhodes versus Solo Sokoa as the main event. <laughs> Holy shit! <laughs> 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 I was gonna say, "Long live the king!" <laughs> <laughs> oh god! Oh no! Oh, but this was incredible. <laughs> yeah, because Solo has a chip on his shoulder because he's been basically called a piece of shit rookie in a very polite way. Even though he's been undefeated since he came to the main roster, <laughs> Cody's been like, "Don't you know you're green?" Cody is mad strong. Right. Look at that shit. Did he have to cross road him more than once? Nope. Not for you. Oh, did he? Nope. He oh, should he got have. Got his leg up. Got his leg up. <laughs> Mr. Moonsault, though. No spike for you, but the cutter instead. And look, the Usos are lurking down. I look how they come out there like creeps now. Yeah. Oh, we'll call him with that spinning solo. That is blatantly on the ropes. Sami Zayn. It's WrestleZania. KO Mania. Look at that. Send the crowd home happy. Who's buying yeah, WrestleMania tickets? Show of hands. Yep. It's the go-home show of WrestleMania. He beat. He snapped Solo's undefeated streak. Hell yeah.
That's a hell of a message. That is one hell of a message. And now we got everything going on right now. You got WrestleMania basically being built. You know, you got the WrestleMania store that Dominic and Rhea Ripley already visited together. Do you see that? That was so nice. Oh, dude, I've been, I've been seeing clips pop up over and over and over. Oh, we gotta go back. I gotta go. I gotta full screen that. Oh, you could have been more creative than that. Yes. And you guys just stood there and watched, taking pictures. Typical fans. You probably run up to people in the airport and ask for autographs. Don't you get a piece of shit? Yeah, come on. There, see, she's being creative with Charlotte. There you go. Oh, they defaced Charlotte. And they wrote loser on her? I hope she doesn't notice that. <laughs> That's great. My birthday is coming up. Yeah. And I figured, what a better birthday present to myself than my dad's car. Yeah. Who should have been my dad. Should have been your dad. <laughs> wow. He said, my dad's car. I thought he was going to start the hydraulics on that shit, man. I was expecting... I was waiting for it. <laughs> I was thinking, no way. I was like, wait a minute, it's functional? <laughs> Crazy. Absolutely Holy insane. Shit. We're almost done, guys. It's about time to do those WrestleMania predictions. But first, first, a little bit of a bonus. Because we are, in fact, going to look at that indie wrestler getting stabbed in the deck. No, I'm kidding. That's not what we're doing. I'm totally joking. But we're going to look at the rest. Like we're going to look at the WrestleMania cold open. Narrated by Kevin Hart for anyone who wants to see how WrestleMania opens up when the show first begins. That's why we call it opening up. This is going to be the video package you're going to be greeted with Saturday. I'm guessing Saturday would be redundant if they play it again on Sunday. One person on planet Earth distinguished enough to open WrestleMania Goes Hollywood. International man of intrigue. The biggest name with a smaller than average frame, 
Now, hold up, hold up. Voiceover guy. You gonna do me like that? I just would read what's on page. Yeah, you know what? You lucky you just voice, or else you'll get the big boot little leg drop. The star of WrestleMania goes Hollywood cold open. Ladies and gentlemen, Kevin Hart. Look, as a master storyteller, I'm here to tell you all the story. A once upon a time in Hollywood story. The stuff of legend with legends. when the greatest show in live entertainment took over Tinseltown. City of Angels, buckle up. The moment is upon us. Everybody's going Hollywood. <laughs> I cannot wait. And I mean everybody. I feel the need, the need for speed. We got star power. Austin Theory versus John Cena. Action and adventure. Romance. I don't mind if I do. You know what else we got? What else you need? We got room for more. It doesn't get any bigger than this. Welcome, world, to WrestleMania Goes Hollywood. So that's what we're going to get tomorrow to open it up, huh? Hell yeah. Awesome, man. I'm excited, man. Yeah, man. I mean, there's two times of the year I look forward to as a wrestling fan. I have both of them are right, ironically in the first like quarter of the year. It's January for Wrestle Kingdom and then April for WrestleMania. But you know what makes this one really special? We've had WrestleMania on here. Oh no, we heard WrestleMania's on here where there's been a pandemic and it was just kind of like we're watching it like, well, with everything going on, at least we get WrestleMania. There's been WrestleMania's on here where the show has been terrible and we've been like, you know, even though everything sucks and the product sucks, you know, I'm still excited because it's WrestleMania. And it's been like that on the show for years with us. If you go back and watch past episodes, most of the time we're like, eh, you know, it hasn't been that good. It's been a hard year. You know, there's been releases, but at least there's always a caveat in WrestleMania. Right. This is the first time that we've been pretty much enjoying ourselves the whole way. <laughs> yeah. And having fun and laughing and enjoying the shows and putting everything over and not really criticizing too much happening. And we're going to WrestleMania. You know? Like this is gonna be it, it helps that this is a pretty sick card. It is. Like I said, I'm super excited now just because we have a lot going on. And normally WrestleMania is only good. Because it's WrestleMania. They've been doing a good job this whole time. And now we're getting the first WrestleMania book by Triple H and Sean. 
Yep. And with that, I think it's time to start some predictions. So we're going to start with Saturday. Do not forget, Saturday, you'll already be in the chat room from the uh, noon freaking, uh, is it noon? From the noon NXT pay-per-view? Yeah. You're going to yeah. be it for the noon NXT yeah, so we'll pay-per-view. already be here for saying deliver. Yeah. So, you know, 6 p.m.-ish, get in there because it's going to be time for night one of WrestleMania. Okay. Let's get these graphics up and then let's talk about what's going to happen. All right, first up for night one. The men's WrestleMania showcase match. Ricochet and Braun Strowman, along with uh, Alpha Academy's Otis and Chad Gable, along with the Viking Raiders, along with the Street Profits. Oh, this one's tough. Because they've been better since they've been back, I kind of want to see the Raiders win this one. Like, Street Profits is too easy of an answer for me. What's on the line here? This is just a showcase match. They're just doing it just to do it. I think the Street Profits need it. They've been kind of getting buried lately. Yeah, I can see it. Ricochet and Strowman, I don't take that team seriously whatsoever. Like, nah, it's kind of weird. Like, Strowman's got a WrestleMania match because he can't shut up on Twitter. Like, that, that's basically what they're telling us right now. <laughs> it's either the Street Profits or the Viking Raiders. Yeah, one of those two is definitely taking it. Yeah. Alpha Academy going through some shit with the, the models. Strowman, Ricochet's partner, so he's already screwed. So, yeah. I'm going to say Street Profits. that's a good choice yeah okay next in the rotation Rey Mysterio versus Dominic Mysterio oh buddy I know right this one only became difficult once Ray made it clear like even though he's going into the Hall of Fame he's not done <laughs> In fact, I think he said in the interview uh, where Triple H told him that he was going into the Hall of Fame. And he was like, I'm not retiring yet. And he goes, dude, no, you're, you're good. Like, you're just going to be putting you in the Hall of Fame. <laughs> that is a rough one. That's another thing I like about this WrestleMania. All the matches, like, they're all hard choices. You know what? Fuck it. I'm going Dominic. You think so? You don't think Ray's gonna get I, I, back here? I think so. I think he's. I think he's gonna catch Ray. Yeah, I would say keep it going, Dominic. All right, that one was easy. Next, we got Seth freaking Rollins against Logan Paul, who's ready to feel old because this is Seth Rollins' tenth WrestleMania. Good lord. <laughs> I'd go Seth. Yeah, I, I I don't think Seth won in Mania last year. So yeah, I'd go Seth. And uh, that would snap um is only what Logan's second Mania. So yeah, yeah, I'd go Seth. 
Yeah, we don't even know how long Paul's sticking around, right? Then we hear his contract's up or something. Yeah, his contract's up after Mania. We just don't know if he's hanging out. So. Yeah, we'll see. Trish Stratus, Lita, and Becky Lynch against Damage Controls. Well, against Damage Control. Eel Sky, Dakota Kai, Bailey. Six women tag team match. And there's no titles on the line, right? Yep. It's just oh, feud. Then I'm going to give it to Damage Control. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe they'll earn EO and Dakota another tag title shot. Which oh, would be, be a- weird to be earning a tag title shot at WrestleMania, but hey. Or there'll be there's rumors that there'll be a miscommunication on the babyface side, and that it'll lead into freaking Lita versus Becky Lynch at the following night. See, you hear Lita? I've been hearing it's going to be Trish that turns. Uh, we'll see. It'll be interesting either way. If this is going, there's going to be a follow up to a match that really doesn't have any weight to it. There's no titles on the line. Either that, or put the titles on the line at the last minute, announce it or something. But I wouldn't expect this match doesn't right. have enough weight for me. But if it's going to stay the way it is, then I'm giving it to Damage Control. And I mean, hey, congratulations to EO Sky and Dakota. It's their first WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. Next up, we get the undisputed WWE Tag Team Championships, the Usos against Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens. Oh, they've had a god tier run, but I think this is definitely going Owens and Zayn. Yeah. We've really? had we've had all this build up and all this anticipation i feel like owens and zane are going to be the ones going to be the ones to pull it off yeah really i don't know man yeah holy shit like if 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 not them at that point it's like who's doing it because the usos have ran through everybody else i just didn't think anyone was going to do it honestly (laughs) (laughs) that's where i was where my head was that'd be a hell of a way to cap the story off though for sure can you imagine that shit though? Like all of the fucking bloodline lose their titles? See, that's the thing. I don't know if all of them would lose them, but if anybody would, I feel like it'd be the Usos. Wow, but Roman's probably. I don't know. We we'll have to think about that. We'll to, hmm. See, because see, because there's. I could see more logic behind Roman keeping his title over the Usos, considering some of the stuff we know about how what Roman's records are going into WrestleMania. Like, the Usos already have the longest tag title run. They're already locked in on number one. So, like, there's, they, all that they could do at this point is extend that record. And could you imagine the pop if Owens and Zayn get that win? Maybe you're right. I don't know, though. I don't just... I. Cause I, I get, get don't get me wrong, I see the Usos win, but something about the idea of with everything Sami Zayn's been through with the the bloodline, everything Owens has been through with the bloodline, I imagine it culminates in them winning the tag titles. I'm still gonna say the Usos retain. I just don't see it. It's possible, obviously it's possible, but I think the Usos keep it, man. All right, next up. Charlotte Flair versus Rhea Ripley for the SmackDown Women's Championship. Rhea's getting her payback. Yeah, I think this is time for Rhea to get the payback from the last WrestleMania. Right now, she has all of the momentum. Charlotte's not really. She's just kind of holding the title. And Charlotte's 
they, they got to the point with Charlotte. I think I've said this in the past. Charlotte doesn't have long title runs anymore. Like at this point, it seems like they're just trying to get her to sixteen. Yeah, I say Rhea as well. Yeah, and this is the only title when it comes to the women's championship that Rhea hasn't won yet. So give her the grand slam. Fuck it. Good idea. And the main event. I'm hearing this might be going on first, oh, which is kind of funny. Makes you wonder what. The yeah, I've heard this. I've heard this opens night one. I heard this was an opener, which would probably make Charlotte versus Rhea the main event. If it's not the uh, Usos tag team match against Damon Owens, we don't know the order. But this is the last match on this card. It is the United States Championship: Austin Theory versus John Cena. Internet, you're gonna hate it. Get over it. Theory's winning. <laughs> it's Austin Theory, right? Like I love all the marks out there. Like, oh, Cena's gonna win to bring back the Open Challenge and fucking fight who? Like, <laughs> why would he bring back the Open Challenge? Because people are dumb. Like, <laughs> I've never seen a person who thinks Cena's gonna win this match and having a reason that that reeks any intelligence. Like Austin Theory, the reason they're doing this match is because what what kicks somebody's career in a high gear? High gear. Beating John Cena at WrestleMania. Yeah. And it's already been well established. They are really high on Austin Theory. Like, Cena's not around long enough for it to make sense that he's winning this match. And people say, like, people say Cena's going to win. Like, Cena's just been beating people left and right. Most of the time, Cena comes back, he's he's getting these on putting somebody over. All right. I'm going with Theory as well. Theory. Theory's taking it. Well, there you have it. That is night one, ladies and gentlemen. Don't forget, this is coming on after NXT Stand and Deliver later in the evening. And yeah, that's going to be very, very interesting. Very exciting matchups that we have. Night one alone is a strong WrestleMania card, right? (laughs) Night one could be WrestleMania by itself. WrestleMania, Saturday. And night two. All right. With that, we're going to move on to WrestleMania Sunday. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. First matchup is the women's WrestleMania showcase match. You got uh, Liv Morgan and uh, Raquel Rodriguez. You have Natalia and Shotzi. You have... uh, Chelsea Green. Chelsea, yeah, what are they calling again? Team Karen? Karen Mania. Karen Mania. <laughs> Freaking uh, Chelsea Green and uh, Sonya Deville. And then you got Ronda Rousey and Shayna Baszler. What do you see happening here? I mean, hey, Ronda will be healthy by the time Mania Sunday hits. So I think the horsewomen are taking it. Or she won't be tagged in very often or will get eliminated early and she's working injured because I didn't hear that she was all right. You yeah, know, like, I, I feel like they wouldn't throw her in the match. I couldn't see throwing her in the match if she wasn't okay. Like, yeah, just to or have her. be good to go by then. Like, like Tony Khan doesn't run this, so we're good. Just to have her name, I could see them having her not really have to work too much, you know? Yeah, maybe come in just for the finish, I guess. Oh, I don't know. We'll have to see. Who do you see going over here? <clears throat> I see Ronda and Shayna. I mean, these are terrible teams. So I'm gonna go around the chamber based on every other team being fucking terrible. Like, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, they're the only team I take seriously in this match. 
Yeah, the others aren't real teams. Like, right. Liv and Raquel are the closest to a real team only because they've been teaming alongside the other three. All right. Next up, we got Brock Lesnar and Omas. I guess Omas is winning this. I <laughs> they're, they're like some of the news and talk backstage is making it look like Brock's out after this mania. So I guess we hit at every mania. But then again, we heard that Brock's gone, and then Brock shows up again. Brock's been gone for years. Really. He hardly ever shows up, and he's gone. Isn't that what I keep hearing? Brock's been gone right. for years. <laughs> Fucking Brock wins for sure, no matter what. Like, yeah, I can't. I I couldn't even. I couldn't even like stick myself with that. It's just like, what the fuck? Why is Omos in? Okay, like because what? Brock didn't want to wrestle Bray. Like that's what's going uh, on. Yeah. Anyway, we got Edge versus Finn Balor in a Hell in a Cell match. They don't have it as the Demon Finn Balor. They just have it as Finn Balor. But I do know a little bit of interesting uh, details I found out about this match. What's that? They're bringing back the old cell for this one. Yeah, I did hear about that. No more red, the red cell. Yeah, we're not gonna have the red cell. We're gonna have the good old one. But um, but we'll still have the padding uh, and shit. You know, hopefully it's the rough old cell. Yeah, it's gonna be the nice gritty one. But yeah, I think Edge is finally gonna get his uh get his win over Finn. Like, Edge has experience in the cell before, so I think it'll definitely benefit him. I think Finn. Finn has a lot of momentum you with think the Finn? freaking uh, with Judgment Day, yeah. The hell's Edge going to do winning Hell in a Cell at this point? I say Finn. They could surprise us, but oh, I that's think true. Finn for this. And Finn's bringing his demons, so. The demon's going to come in and lose? Oh, damn. Yeah, you're right. Mm. Yeah, I would say Finn. Yeah, Finn could use a big WrestleMania match like that. They have nothing to lose either. Yeah, yeah. Be cool. over. Finn's winning. The IC title match is a triple threat match. Thanks to freaking Sheamus. It's with Gunther, Drew McIntyre, and Sheamus. Drew's not winning. That's all I know. <laughs> I think Gunther retains. Yeah, if Gunther doesn't outright retain, I'm going Sheamus. But Drew's taking the pin for sure. But... <laughs> I feel like I feel like Gunther could probably retain, and then Sheamus and Rue does stuff. I guess whatever happens, Gunther's retaining, in my opinion, on this one. Yeah, um, this crazy ring he's had going. Exactly, stuff like that. The Royal Women's Championship, Bianca. I think Oscar's taking this. Yeah, it's possible. Thing we mentioned before, um, that mind game, Oscar's bull. So she's like, like kind of like you said, she's constantly letting. It in. And I feel like that's gonna make that's gonna put Bianca in a situation where she makes a mistake because she's constantly keeping an eye out for it. Fake missed her. She goes like that, and Bianca flinches. She roundhouse kicks. He her. shoots it just off to the side. No, she just fakes it. She just shoots a blank. Pfft, nothing comes out, and she kicks her. Oh, that'd be some shit. You know, then that's with mind games the whole time. Who knows though? Because they kind of had Oscar seem like a heel after she attacked Bianca. Yeah, they they definitely reverted her back to the. To shoot anything that moves Oscar. Yeah, I'll go with Oscar for this tour. I think it'll be an interesting run. Yeah, and Bianca, I mean, at the end of the day, like I said, she's the longest reigning black champion of any 
championship, basically, in WWE. The girls had an incredible run. It's okay for her to lose the title at this point. Mm -hmm. Lastly is the main event of night two. The undisputed WWE Universal Champion, Roman Reigns, defending against Cody Rhodes. Literally the hardest choice of the entire night. Because either one makes 100% sense. It depends on if they want Roman to hit 1,000. Because he's not far from it. If my my math is right, I want to say he'd hit it right before SummerSlam. Oh. But see, I've heard that they're going to make a new title. And there's just going to be that one now. So I could see Cody win it. And they give Cody the new belt. Mm. They can't DQ. They can't end WrestleMania like that. There's no way in hell. Oh, no. They won't. They won't. No. 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 I think Cody takes it, man. I think it's time. It's overdue. And I mean, Roman Reigns also, along with almost a thousand days, Roman Reigns is now also joining Triple H as the only the second superstar to defend the same title at three different wrestle three consecutive WrestleManias. Yeah, I, I think it's time for a Rhodes to be WWE champion. And there you have it. There are predictions. Don't forget Sunday. Good old Sunday. This is night two. What is the start time for this? 6 p.m. kickoff? Yep. Uh, it's going to be, I believe, uh, 7 kickoff. And okay, then seven, uh, 8 for showtime. 7 kickoff for our Sunday card. Yeah, both WrestleManias uh, starting up at 7. So you get tomorrow night some cluster because we're going to have the Ring of Honor, SmackDown, <laughs> and the Hall of Fame. All on top of each other. And on Saturday, you get back-to-back pay-per-views with the NXT stand and deliver going into WrestleMania night one. And then Sunday, you can hang out during the day, but it's time to come in 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, WrestleMania night two. We got you covered for all of it. We'll be doing watch-alongs. So just pop into the very chat room, twitch.tv slash talkbrunch. This is exclusive content to Twitch for the following days. This may be everywhere, but this is the last thing that will be everywhere until the following Thursday. There's a lot more content here on Twitch, so be sure to check that out. And that's pretty much it. Hell yeah. I think that we did really solid here. We covered freaking every single wrestling show on the board of significance and we have set ourselves up properly for the weekend so thank you to everybody for hanging out and everyone who's going to be listening to this across all of the platforms of itunes TuneIn, stitcher soundcloud iHeartRadio, podbean podcast addict and so on and so forth also do not forget if you are in the discord and you are in gold slash yellow if you have a golden name you're allowed to come into our lounge. In our lounge is another chat room. That is the chat room where we do most of our talking while we're watching YouTube and live stream. You got to enter the lounge. You can't see it from the regular outside main chat. You got to go into the lounge and then on the top right, you'll see a window 
And that's where a lot of our chatting goes on. So just because you don't see anyone in there, don't think that they're not chatting. So those of you with gold access, take advantage, pop in, say hi. There's no audio, but you will get to uh, type in the chat room. And we use it sort of like a second Twitch. So come hang out. Looking forward to seeing you guys, though, for the rest of this WrestleMania weekend that is now upon us. Get ready, because, ladies and gentlemen, you have been listening to Talk Brunch Live, episode 568, hosted by yours truly, Rick Darry, a.k.a. Captain Brunch. For myself and my co-host, Destin Soulglow Frazier, we're out of here. And we will see you for everything. Happy wrestling, everybody. Shut it down. <laughs>